0: I hate to do it, but I've tried to beat Link by myself too many times. It's time to accept it. I need help. Fellow villains, if you help me win, I'll make it worth your while.
1: What is this? A little elf wearing green? The power of Medusa will turn him into a statue.
2: I love statues. Three ones I can smash. Nothing can take a collision with Bowser's shell.
0: Then I'll put the rubble in a jaw and set it to self-destruct. Nothing but nothing stops Mother Brain. That just
3: leaves me King Hippo. I'll punch him really hard.
0: You're done this time, Link. Uh Uh-oh, he reflected Medusa's stone vision at Bowser and threw Mother's brain time bomb at King Hippo. Plus the silver arrow to Medusa's eye and disconnecting Mother Brain's life support now he's coming for me. I have no choice. Gee, it sure is boring around here. Wow, what are all those heads? I knew it. He couldn't survive that. But I can't conquer the world until I take a shower now.
3: Mommy, you okay? Mom!
4: Come with me if you want to live.
0: theorizing that one could travel within their own lifetime two old rpg gamer staff members stepped into the rpg backtrack time accelerator and vanished they woke to find themselves trapped in the past playing and talking about computer and console rpgs from the 80s right up to yesteryear driven by an unknown force to change history for the better Their only guides on this journey are other staff and players from rpgamer.com who they meet to help record podcasts that only their audience can listen and hear. And so, Phil and Mike find themselves leaping from game to game, striving to put right gaming backlogs gone wrong, and hoping each time that their next recording will be the one that leads them home. Welcome to the RPG Backtrack. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Mike Minky And welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is 109 now. Um... Talking about a quartet of Zelda games, including a couple on the DS. I hear one of them has something to do with uh, Choo Choo Train. We've also got Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. So we're going to be talking uh, quite a bit about Zelda tonight. Uh, my other host here, Mr. Mike Minky, is with us, as well as some guests. Unfortunately, because I hit the wrong button, I did not get the introduction of the show properly recorded, uh, so I'm ad-libbing here by myself. However, never fear, because our very long and thoughtful and in-depth discussion that you've come to expect from the RPG Backtrack is fully intact, and we will get to that in just a moment. Then on the final lap, we talk about what we did for Christmas, Uh, we read your comments on there. There are a lot of comments. So we got a lot of exciting things for you tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. All here on the RPG backtrack. So, hold on tight, got some really nice soundtrack clips loaded up for this show. Someone get one of those in right now, and then we'll return with the main event. And we've returned, and we're ready to dive into a whole bunch of Legend of Zelda games. We're going to start off with The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. This was developed by Nintendo EAD Group No. 3, That you didn't know that. Published by Nintendo, released here in North America on October 1st, 2007. This is a single and multiplayer action-adventure RPG for your Nintendo DS handheld entertainment system. Take it away, boys and girl. 'Cause I haven't played this, so this is all you guys. Anybody else? No, I forget okay. how the story starts. Yeah. Okay, so the story
4: start starts with the story.
2: You're on a you're, you're on a ship sometime after the events of Wind Waker because it's a direct sequel, kind of, mostly. Well anyways, you're on a ship, you're a link. Tetra, aka okay, Z- Wind Waker Zelda is there. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played that. Yeah. Well too. Well, oh
5: well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe somebody who hasn't is playing the Wii U version.
2: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) For the story. (laughs) Yeah. So, you're on a ship. Something happens. I think a giant storm hits or something. The ship goes bye-bye. And Link is pulled into another dimension. That's how it starts. Just washes up on an island in another dimension. With, you know, everyone from the previous game completely missing in action. So, he's off on a new adventure, trying to find his way back to them. While they're, I guess, eternally spinning in a storm or something? I can't quite remember. Or maybe... You know, I can't remember what happens to Zelda in this one. Should She's I just... pick it up then? <laughs> sure, go ahead.
1: Okay, there. It's uh, she was actually k- taken by a pirate ship that had been causing some like wreck, o- like some uh, mischief over there. At first, she thought it was just a regular, like a regular pirate ship, not a ghost ship. If she wanted to put a stop to it. Instead, by boarding on there, she gets taken captive. And then later when Link wakes up on that island, he's found by a fairy who has almost the same voice clip as Navi, except she only says, hey, instead of, hey, listen. Her name is Ciela. And he also meets the man who's been taking care of Ciela, an old man. Uh, His name is Oceus. although you later find out he's actually the Ocean King. So he tells him a bit more about the ghost ship and what it's been doing. And of course, even though he tells Link to stay away from it, because it's basically going around kidnapping people and stealing their life force, he can't do that because he needs to save Tetra. So they go off and try to find a way to get on board the ghost ship and to stop it. Uh, along the way, they meet uh, the, sort of, like the, the, second, the, the second major character, the one more people remember, uh, Lineback, Lineback. The ship cap- yeah the ship captain. He's very greedy and kind of a coward. He mostly goes along hoping that there'll be treasure on board the pirate ship, the, pirate ship, the ghost ship. And he also tends to butt heads with Ciela a lot.
2: Yeah, overall, I actually kind of like this cast of the characters. Like, Okay, Zelda's a non-character in this one, but we've got Lionbeck, who's actually really cool. He's mm-hmm. a kind of fun character overall. Right? He's fun, he has an interesting character development across the course of the game. And Ciela who's, you know, as far as fairies go, probably on the top of the list, actually, I think.
1: Well, yeah. It's kind of easy to top most of them, but... Yeah, I kind of. But yeah, she's fairly memorable. She's kind of... She's, well, she's mostly nice, but she's kind of sassy at times, especially with Lineback. <laughs> yeah. So, let me see here.
2: Basically, you go out, since Linebeck has a ship, you, and you, can start up, and you can sail around with that between these different islands. It's, you know, not like Wind Waker, where you're always from the same kind of view. There's actually kind of more of a world map. You kind of chart a course on and go through when mm-hmm. it's it kind of a steamship so you don't have to worry about the wind. So it's pretty simple but you can, you know, explore different islands and uh, find new islands and it's kind of a fun
4: thing.
1: Yes. As for onward from there, eventually Link does board the ghost ship and save Tetra but Tetra's been turned into a stone statue and Oshis finally tells you a bit more about the ghost ship. It's actually being run by this nasty monster that looks like something out of a Lovecraft story called Bellum and Bellum... Is, is basically, he's mostly just a mindless monster and wants to steal life force from those around him. He stole life force from from Oshus, which is why he's not not really the Ocean King. He's just an old man.
2: Yeah, and by Ocean King, we don't mean, you know, like, king on a throne. We like, some kind of deity king.
1: Yeah, he's, be, he's, yeah. if you find out at the end, he's basically a giant white whale, because Zelda loves its whale gods, it seems. But anyway, you find out how to beat, find out how to get to Bellam. Link manages to defeat Bellam. And in the ensuing chaos, Linebeck Lamp- actually loses his ship.
2: Uh, yeah, in the meantime, in the final battle, Linebeck gets possessed by Bellum, and you have to. Yeah. He, he, fight, he fights against it, so you have to save him in the process. Yeah, cool and fight, a- actually.
1: yeah, it's actually a pretty cool fight. And he actually seems pretty guilty about a- attacking Link, despite the fact that it wasn't his fault. <laughs> And at the end of that, uh, the Ocean King grants Linebeck one wish because that was, way to, hel- like, that was like to coax him into helping him because he didn't want to when he finds out, oh, there's no treasure on that ghost ship, I don't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. So his one wish is to get his old ship back instead of, you know, whatever treasure you can think mm-hmm. of. And then once all that's settled, uh, Tetra is reawakened and Tetra and Link find themselves back on, the- on an abandoned ship. But as it turns out, uh, they've, despite all that's happened in the world of the ocean, Kane have only been there for maybe like ten minutes, and nothing's really happened. The sort of, uh, I guess, waking dream type thing.
2: Yeah, and, and so all... they yeah. and so sail off and continue the long voyage they had, so they started at the end of Wind Waker to find a new land.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So it was all a dream.
1: Maybe, because well... at, at, the, yeah, at the very end, Link sees Linebeck's ship, so maybe, and plus he's still holding the Phantom Hourglass, the titular item.
5: Okay, okay.
1: So maybe it wasn't a dream.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to okay, be clear there. Pulling,
5: in, we pulling we the, it was over, only like, a dream.
2: Okay, I skipped over several major plot points in the biggest dungeon in the game when talking about this, but oh, so, yes. I'll get to that. Okay, first off, a lot of the story of this game involves finding these things which we call the spirits of different things. Like the spirit of, we've got the spirit of power, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of courage, and the spirit of time. I think. Mm-hmm. No wait. Time no, it's just so was
1: just courage was it was just you know the triforce courage wisdom yes, um, You
2: This know, courage is also time in this one. Mm-hmm. It turns out that actually all the fairies, in fact, the tr- she really is the spirit of courage, and she, all along she just didn't remember it. Right. Best kind of little plot point. All three looks like fairies, and actually you kind of change which one is following you, and they have different stat bonuses they give you, which is like power gives increases your strength, wisdom increases your defense, I believe, and courage boosts both. Mm-hmm. And also you can level them up by getting a lot of little items, little gems across the game. And, and from all the mini games and stuff can give you these gems, and you can add them up, and if you get enough of them, you can power up your fairy and increase your stats. Which is, okay, I'll say right now, this is my favorite rewards in a Zelda game, is those little gems. It's like this perfect little reward for all this little stuff you do that's better than rupees, but not, but not quite as good as a heart piece.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, remember, there are heart man.
1: containers in this game anyway, instead of heart yeah. pieces.
2: Also, a lot of your journey in the game is going to involve going to this one temple, the Temple of the Ocean King, I believe it's called.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you always go back there between dungeons, and it's different. We'll get to there later.
4: But It's also It's, it's tough. Yeah. And, and you no, know, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> Me, I just, it's my favorite dungeon in
2: the Zelda series. I'll just say that. <laughs>
4: well, I, I, I can't say it's a badly designed dungeon or anything. It's just difficult. Not, and that's not really a bad thing, you know, just I had a lot of trouble with it, so. Okay, if you keep going
2: back to it, and it's got two unique features. One, you're on a time limit. This, you only have so long you can spend in that thing because, you know, you can you only be in that dungeon and to the power of the Phantom Hourglass, and the Phantom Hourglass only has so much sand in it. So, you basically you can only stay in the dungeon until the Phantom Hourglass runs out. There are safe places you can stay where the time won't count down, but other than that, you're on a time limit, so you need to make every move count. Second, it's patrolled by these nasty things called phantoms. They're, well, Supposedly long ago, they were the ancient weapons of the gods. These days, they're taken over by evil and they're just impossible to kill super enemies. Not until the very and end of the game, them. anyway. Yeah, until, until you get the phantom sword at the end of the game, when you put the Phantom Hourglass into the sword and you can then kill them. That's pretty fun, but up until that point, they're basically invincible, and I can could is stun them for a little while, if that. Uh, But, you know, they're based off of Phantom Ganon from previous stuff. They're carried forward forward heavily into future games we'll be talking about later today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, overall, I like this dungeon. Uh, It it adds a lot to the series as a whole.
1: Kind of wish it didn't make you go start from the very beginning each time. A little later, you can sort of skip the earlier parts, but...
2: Yeah, every time you get a new item, major item, you can open up shortcuts and take alternate routes and mm-hmm. see places that you couldn't see before. And that's probably what I like about it. It's like, you know, this big, complex dungeon, you can slowly find your own way through it with all the stuff you've accumulated across the length of the game. Yeah, I guess it probably comes across. I really like this game. I, I know a lot of people don't, but this is actually one of my favorite Zelda
4: games.
1: It's a yeah, German I, I, game for sure.
4: Oh, yeah, I, I can understand why a lot of people have trouble with it, you know, just the new controls, you know, whenever you do something like that, people are often going to react negatively, but yeah. I think on, on the whole, it's an incredibly solid Zelda game, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It, it, and when you really look at some of some of the games that tried to use touch controls, it, uh, I mean, it does so much better than many of them, so. Yeah, just, um, you know, Yes, they go for full,
1: now. yeah, they, they went for full touch control in this game instead of like being parts here and there, and it actually works surprisingly very well.
2: Like one exception is it really a pain to roll?
1: Oh yes, very much.
2: Rolling the trees the real annoyance. But other than that, it works perfectly with pure touch. Controls. How do you roll in? Just...
1: Uh, you have to kind of make little swirls in the direction with the that you're going in. But most of the time, it just registers it as Link slashing a sword. They change that yeah. for uh the, the following game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, for the following game, it works a lot better. I forget what they changed about it, but it just
1: works oh, you way just better. have to tap twice in the direction that you're yeah, rolling. Yeah, oh,
5: I right, like that still touch touch screen only controls don't necessarily bother me because with a Zelda game, I would expect Nintendo to have put it uh, put it through a pretty intensive quality assurance process <laughs> so that everything excepting the rolling would do what you intended t- intend it to and in good time right mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's, it does.
1: no other problems really and it, it's yeah. pretty neat too like the boomerang is an excellent example you can actually Bring down the, the touch screen and actually touch like p- touch each point or draw the points that you want the boomerang to move into.
3: Mm-hmm. So to that way, it'll,
1: yeah, it'll yeah to follow the exact direction. Also, a neat feature this uses is that uh, for you can like many times the game prompts you to take notes. By writing directly onto the or drawing onto the map itself, yeah. It's so it's just like you might see like directions on what sequence to hit switches in. So you have to jot down on the map the you know the, a number or something to indicate the sequence, and then you do that exact sequence when you actually get to the puzzle. I mean, yeah, it's kind of minor, but ex- it's pretty darn neat.
2: Yeah, mapping is an extremely part of, part, important part of this game, especially for the Phantom, the Dungeons, it's like the Ocean King and the Ghost Ship, mm-hmm. and you know they're. It really is interesting puzzles and fun stuff. Like an actuality game, except Zelda like.
5: I like it. Okay, that that was actually the first comparison that sprang in my mind when you mentioned putting map elements on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, it's
2: really a lot like that I think note-taking might be even more important for this one than entering Odyssey, But you don't have to actually map places Like mm-hmm. a couple places Where you have to actually draw the areas itself And then you have to do it freehand Rather than a fancy mapping tool So it gets ugly and bad, and bad. <laughs> Yeah, if you're drawing Yes, it does.
5: <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to come up with good penmanship With that stylus I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty much there's some other ways it takes advantage of the DS's features itself. Uh, you have to use a microphone in a few points. Most notably, there's an enemy that returns from the first Zelda game, the Poles voice. Maybe you remember that weird bunny head creature that hops
5: around? I do! I, I, yes. I thank the angry video game nerd for telling me exactly how that was supposed to be killed, Using the second controller on the Famicom, which had a microphone built in, and which never came across the ocean, so nobody else ever got to try it.
1: Exactly, well, and worked. since the DS has a built-in microphone, guess how to kill it, how you kill it.
5: <laughs> oh, brother!
1: Yep, it's actually kind of it's kind of neat to see that. It's sort of fun little you know throwback. Even though well, the throwback is, we didn't really notice.
4: <laughs> that, that is, if your DS microphone works properly, which mine I had issues with.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: Like there's one point. That. There's one point where you have to like, shout at somebody or something, or at least talk loudly, and it was just not working for me. Yeah. So I was yeah. sitting there me, yelling at my relied. DS.
2: For every kind of thing like that, I always has relied on the classic standby. Just blow into the microphone. It <laughs> always works.
1: Yeah, that does tend to work. You don't have to necessarily shout. <laughs> and yeah. also, there's, yeah, there's one like, section that you have to actually close the DS and open it again so that a symbol <laughs> would transfer from one, from one map to another so you'd know exactly <laughs> where to go. I got
2: annoyingly stumped by that for way too
1: long. Yeah. Might be hard to kind of figure that
5: out. (laughs) I'd probably find that out by accident, because I'd put the thing in hibernate mode when I get frustrated for a minute, and then (laughs) open it up and, what the hell, it solved itself? That might be how I figured it out, actually. Same here. (laughs) Well, okay, as a direct sequel to Wind Waker, Mm -hmm. how does it uphold the traditions of Wind Waker's, you know, it's graphics that got so much... Mm, attention at the time.
2: Well, it's nowhere near as pretty. It's a DS game. It can't be as pretty as you know Wind Waker <laughs> was. Uh, but it still has some charm to it. It's yeah, it still has that
1: same exact you know the same not exact but the same you know general art style. The you know the cutesy characters. Uh, this is it. That's still shell cell shading. I'm not actually trying to figure out. Yeah, it's cell shading. Okay, so yeah, it's still cell shaded. nowhere near as good as the GameCube version, of course. Version the GameCube game, of course, but. Still self shading, still charming looking. So and you yes. know, being on a smaller screen, it's you don't really I mean it's a little jagged. like you, certain things look kinda of jagged, especially the backgrounds, but still Aww. still pretty decent looking.
5: And well, I can't think the music as either, though. is good Jaggedness is what comes with the territory when you play three D S games, unfortunately. True enough.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's not yeah. too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's much worse out there. Yep.
0: They're still part of the three D S experience too, so <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a, It's got a top-down
2: view, so you don't get the kind of wide-angle look of most 3D games. So it's really, it's a 2D Zelda all the way place, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody really works for it.
5: Well, that's for the best. I I would not want to try and manipulate the camera on a DS game. I've had to do that a couple <laughs> yeah. times. It wasn't much fun.
2: Yeah, especially for one which is you know completely controlled touch controls.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. feel the groans. <sighs> Okay, I guess all I can have left to
2: say about this one is one of my favorite tools in the Zelda series, which is the rope. Just, just so weirdly versatile a thing. Which like throw between posts and either use as a slingshot or walk across it or grab enemies or lean to enemies together and watch them rubber band together and smack together. Just <laughs> favorite tool in the Zelda series.
5: Well, that's that's an important marker, I'd say.
2: <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. Um, Let's see.
2: Uh, don't are, are there like any important attention. dungeons
5: that we haven't mentioned? Because it is usually all about the dungeons in Zelda.
2: Yeah, there's like four dungeons or so, one for each quadrant of the world. About, I mean, it's got the Ocean King one, which is like half the dungeon of the game. <laughs> I'm trying to think um, here.
5: Still, four dungeons seems a little low for a Zelda title. But
2: yeah, it's like well, it's got the ghost ship, the Ocean King, which is a giant dungeon. In four normal lands, plus the final... No, final dungeon is the bottom of the ocean temple, so...
1: Yes, yeah, the bottom of the ocean temple is pretty much the last, and that's where you, oddly enough, find Bellum.
2: Yeah, it's been sealed there long ago, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, global warming. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I can't realize there's much beyond that. Maybe there's five dungeons? I can't quite remember. Yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Three spirits and the two pieces of metal, so I guess there's five dungeons.
1: So yeah, maybe about five additional, ex- other than the other,
5: the, two we the, mentioned.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and you we, did mention that you use that pirate ship or the ship to sail. Uh, how does it? Oh, yeah, to sailing from yeah. Wind Waker. Lineback ship. Really easy.
2: It's just you know okay. draw a line, it follows the line. You move around. It's pretty works pretty well out, actually. Yeah, I,
5: I just felt like that had to be established because the one thing people seem to complain about with Wind Waker is um, the sailing. <laughs>
2: No, I never minded the
4: sailing in Wind Waker I love but... the sailing in Wind Waker
5: I never minded it And you know what, I probably wouldn't mind it either Because I've played Code in 4 now And I know what bad sailing is about <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think everybody who played that game Had played SpeakCode in 4 So they didn't know how bad it could get Yeah
4: No, it's really easy in this game It's just there isn't as much to explore As Wind Waker, obviously Mm-hmm Hmm. But it it's easy, and it it still you know gives you some extra things to do.
2: And you know you can customize your ship this time. So if, you know, like if you want to, yeah. you around a giant golden palace, you can. Just fair fun.
1: Or one of a tropical theme.
2: <laughs> yeah, or, like, what, made entirely out of seashells, or made entirely out of steel.
5: Seashells. I don't know why, but that's making me think of Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And let's get off <laughs> of that real think- fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Looks like uh, the guy on half.com uh, l- looks like the used games are going for about $30. 30 bucks. i am seeing them a little, I think they might be a little cheaper on eBay. i got an auction here with uh, an hour left that's a day, $16.50. Hmm. So, so it's kind of a high well, for a it, used game. Uh, brand new. Well, in the sh-
5: it is a Nintendo one. Yeah, <laughs> next brand
0: place. new in the shrink wrap. You're you're looking at forty five plus. So yeah, that's it. No, Nintendo first party games. I've I've often said it's if you play the the gaming market like I do, you you know what uh, you know what to what publishers to buy right away because they're not really going to go down. And Nintendo <laughs> is right there hand in hand with uh, half of Atlas's game. So. Yeah. True enough. All right. Uh, if
5: only we'd all bought a brand new copy of Earthbound back in the day. Oh. Boy, is that
0: appreciated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder I wonder if the We Use, uh, you know, having that on there has somehow diminished the price of the cartridge. What do you think?
1: Having it on
0: there? Uh, yeah. I don't
1: remember what. Oh, you mean Earthbound? Yep. Nope. Uh, I, I think it's only dropped
0: slightly or something. Yeah, it, it looks like it uh half.com still shows it 160 plus plus uh auctions are listed at 160 to 180 byte. Now I see a 225. So, yeah, it doesn't look like Eight. it's I can't remember what it was before though. Was it 200 before? Yeah. yeah. So, slightly <laughs>
4: You'd be surprised, Phil. The Virtual Console doesn't really drop those prices too much. I,
0: I, I, if I was just dying to play Earthman I think I'd, I'd go out and grab a Wii U. Two hundred dollars, you get a free system with your game. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it's going to work yeah. out. I wonder. There's there's a lot of crazy collectors out there though that just oh, don't it's, have the... <laughs> it's like it's like we've been saying here. It's just uh, the that used uh, game market has just gotten insane lately. It's just gotten crazy. I've got a friend who's into it too, and I'm like. Uh, you know, I I don't want to use the e word, but you know, we we've got, I've got, you know, I can help you out with that, bud. And he's like, Oh no, I've got to have the cartridge and the console. I'm gonna (laughs) hold it in my hand. Uh, Okay, all right, we we got. All right,
5: that means you get to watch lots of money leave your hand (laughs) and never come back.
0: I was gonna say, he's probably got a better investment plan than I have. I I, I don't know. Shoot.
4: Um. Yeah. I I mean. Let's see, if you're going to spend $200 I think I would most often Recommend people get the Wii Wii U Because then you could
5: (laughs) buy a bunch of other Virtual console games Yeah, Or if you're determined to buy a game with it You could hunt around for Panzer Dragoon Saga You can find it if you're really bound and determined
4: Panzer Dragoons, Yeah, that's a different See, that's a case where (laughs) Your only option is the physical copy (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately
5: Sega is not going to be releasing that on anything else
0: Nope. Hmm.
5: Okay, now that we've gotten really far afield...
0: Well, out there in left field, I guess it's yeah, it's it's it must be time to push on to another Zelda game and I happen to have it queued up right here. The Legend of Zelda: Spirit Tracks, developed once again Yay! by Nintendo EAD Group Number 3, published by Nintendo. This was released in North America on December 7th, 2009, a single and multiplayer action RPG for your Nintendo DS handheld system. Now you can so we have it. To get...
5: suddenly. I'm curious when the last Zelda game that Shigeru Miyamoto directly had any had any involvement with was. Hey, this one
0: has cutesy characters again. Just saying. Might have been Wind Waker. I have to double check that. Chibi Chibi Link. Chibi <laughs> Link warning. So yeah. Yes, Once Toon again, Link. Toon Link. Toon Link. There's one important
4: fact that people know, need to know about this game. Toon Link. No. Train. You can pull. <laughs> you can pull the train horn on the touchscreen.
5: screen. Yes yes you clan, can clan clan goes the trolley <laughs> ding ding goes so, the bell. <laughs> yeah this
2: is this is the, again a con- continu- continuation from the previous game except now it's like hundreds a hundred of years y- later yeah,
1: a, hundred, a hundred years in, the f- in, in after um, after Phantom Hourglass like, one of the few times like, I give an exact time
2: yeah in- so it's like this a weird bit of direct continuity here, but kind of not quite. Apparently, as some past, Zelda and Tetra have founded a new Hyrule in some new land, and hundred years later, it's now, which is... Mm-hmm. There's a new Zelda, uh, who's the princess, and... Wait, I thought, I thought we link. had
5: a definitive Zelda timeline courtesy of Nintendo now to smooth all these details out.
2: Yeah, but
1: they yeah, don't really actually... give exact time, like, exact date, like, dates <laughs> yeah. or, or exact length of time, you
2: know? Yeah. But here they actually I'd do. i like to pretend... I like to pretend that timeline does not exist because it makes no sense.
1: <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> me, I'm just weird.
2: Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Funny for, thing. Like, it's, three
1: <laughs> it's a new Hyrule, but they still call it just plain Hyrule to apparently confuse everybody. It's like, are yeah, you talking see, about the old kingdom under the sea or this new one here?
4: <laughs> yeah. See, this kind of threw a, a oh. monkey wrench into people's ideas because I was like, okay, so does that mean that some of the Zelda's take place in New Hyrule way in the future?
1: Well, timeline says no. Ta-
4: <laughs> I know. But at at that point, we had no idea.
1: True enough, true enough. We did not. And never mind, yeah. like, the weird technological advances, like, you know, trains. Trains.
4: Yes. Yeah. Link is
2: now a and train cannons. conductor. That's his job. He yeah. has his train. He rides around in it. He ferries passengers
5: and stuff. Wait, trains are really good for that. <laughs> All you have to do is lay down the rails.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was actually awesome. done by spirits, but... <laughs> oh,
5: okay. Uh, that- so instead of it's, it's having all those train- coolies die to create the transcontinental railroad, we just needed to have some spirits do it in the in the nineteenth century. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like
2: it's this giant it's, magic train system.
1: Yes, well, I don't know if the trains themselves were made by the spirits, but the train tracks, because they're basically the chains that hold the big evil demon king that once attacked that land. Who knows? You know, sometime in the distant past, <laughs> the spirits yeah, fought the ju- demon king. Yeah, they couldn't beat him, so instead they sealed him. And you know, train tracks are a perfect way of sealing demon kings. I guess.
5: Yeah. I'm really glad that the-, the real world train tracks are not like that because just look at the train tracks around here; <laughs> they're, they're really bad. The demon <laughs> king would be released by now.
2: Yeah. Also, the giant train, central train switching
5: station—that's
2: a holy temple. Yes. Of trains.
1: <laughs> and it acts as a key on the demon King's seal.
5: I, I sense it- that we could found a new religion based on this information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try and do that, though. (laughs) I'm certain
2: someone's already beaten you to that in Japan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They do like their trains there. (laughs) So, yeah, but starting in the game's presence, as I said before, Link is a train engineer. He just graduated. And as he receives his diploma from Princess Zelda, she whispers to him, telling him to come meet her in her her room. When Link goes there, she tells him that she's suspicious of the, the Chancellor, Chancellor Cole. Mind you, he's yes. really shifty-eyed and just, like, to- <laughs> like you know, you can totally guess he's evil. So much so that even, you know, Zelda sees it. And you know when a major yeah. character notices somebody's evil, they're just evil.
2: Yeah, it's like, this is, the- Legend of Zelda finally descends into the evil tra- Chancellor plots. It took <laughs> a long time, but it finally happened. <laughs> so she,
1: also, the uh, train tracks, the spirit tracks, have been disappearing, and they know that's trouble because the Demon King is sealed and such. So she tra- he asks him to try to find out more and possibly stop what's going on. And as they try to escape to go to the Tower of Spirits, where, where there should be a sage there, um, they, get, they get found out by Chancellor Cole and his henchman, a guy named Burn. And as they, they attack Zelda and... Um, they manage to dis like they knock her out, and they actually sort of disembody her soul from her. Like they disembody her, or her soul, they take her soul from her body. But they want her body though, as they need it for the Demon King. Because to resurrect him, they apparently need a member of the royal family to do it. They take her body, and then Link finds himself like Link finds himself back in the castle. He's been knocked out from the fight. And as after he wakes up, he finds the spirit of Zelda. And she's all, you know, she's very glad that she can see him. Like she, she, he can see her, I should say. But she doesn't know what to do, so they go back to the Tower of Spirits where they find the sage. Her name is Anjin. You're going to hear all sorts of train puns, because we have yeah. Cole, <laughs> Chancellor Cole, <laughs> Burn of Henchmen. Her name is Anjin, yeah, a.k.a. Anjin.
2: And <laughs> all of the people that are all... Anjin's a weird pair of people called the Locomo well yes, have so... trains through their bodies.
1: <laughs> no, they're, no, they're not trains. They, they are riding in like miniature trains, essentially, because at some point they yeah. do see their legs.
2: So. Okay. Well, it's still it. We get around in trains, in train chairs.
1: So. Yes. <laughs> As they, yeah, they meet her there and she tells them that the, you know the tracks have been disappearing and how they can go about to make the tracks come back. They have to visit different temples around Hyrule to restore the tracks from there. She also gives Link the spirit... Flute, which looks like a panpipe, and which is a pretty neat item, but can be a little annoying because it involves a lot of blowing yeah. to the microphone. So yeah, I, yeah. I
2: kind of hate <laughs> the panpipe. I, I honestly hate the panpipe. It's like yeah, teach you in order to go to every in the end of every time you need to learn all these songs and play them and such, and it's a pain. I hate it.
1: It's really, really a pain when you have,
2: to, have to do it like you have to skip time. notes.
1: That's what it's painful because it doesn't yeah. quite. It doesn't quite touch when you stop blowing, so it'll think you goes to the note next to it instead of jumping to a note higher or lower than it, and then it just messes everything up. You kind of have to time it right when to stu- like yeah. when it's pull a thing away from you I've noticed. But anyway, so they have to visit, and they have to go through the Tower of Spirits to make the point on a map appear where the temple is. The Tower of Spirits is a lot like the temple of the ocean King. They're going to visit this place a lot of times, and is more or less. The uh, point where the last boss is, more or less, it's a bit more complicated than that. But yeah. anyway, so they have to. But anyway, Link and Zelda go around, and oh yeah, when when Zelda is in the Tower of Spirits, she can inhabit the body of a phantom, just like the phantoms from the Ocean Temple, and same sort this of plot is point.
2: Really useful.
1: Yes, it's actually really cool because she's just like, oh wow, you know, I, I'm actually, you know, she's strong enough to knock out enemies. She can be useful for solving puzzles. It's actually really fun to kind of.
2: Figure out like yeah. when to,
1: like at what points to use or how to use, uh, how to yeah, use. Yeah, like she's got to carry
2: Link on her shield and walk the fire for him. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah, the and central dungeon can... in this game is a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Yeah, it it's, is. it's pretty much the light version. Potion King. It's like it's like yeah. four separate sub dungeons rather than a big long linear dungeon you have to go through. There's no, t- I don't think there's any timing element to this one. Yeah. No, there is no timing. Just, yeah. Plus You could it's skip a all of the of puzzles.
1: Yeah, you could skip all the previous areas if you want to, or you could go through them to possibly find new items if you like.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's got the phantom stack, You still need to dodge them, and I mean, they're still pretty damn hard to beat. Yeah. You, you can get a weapon later in the game to eventually beat them, but for most of the game, they're invincible.
1: Yeah, you can actually have Zelda as a phantom talk to them, which can be oddly amusing because they say, like, they, you can hear them say certain things, like, why are we here? There's no, like, why are we here? There's nobody here. One of them, uh, can't, like, one of them notices that Zelda's really cute and <laughs> some other funny things. <laughs> it's like, you seem cuter than usual. <laughs> On oh, a side note, she takes her the Phantom Zeldin habits takes on a slightly pink hue. Her eyes are pink instead of red, except when she's mad. I've noticed, and you actually see her like the Phantom like um how to describe it like she kind of puts her hands up in front of her face when she's happy. <laughs> <It's> weirdly cute. <laughs> Like the Zelda, in this this one has a lot of part. Like, no, a, no, a, not, a, not yeah, a, like this most. This is
2: not, not a probably the best Zelda in any of The Zelda games, she's just lively in personality and energy,
0: and she's actually a character with character development, with love interactions,
2: Blink, She's uh, I guess
1: Uh, are not all slaving. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, she's got. Yeah, she's a lot more pers- She's got a lot more. She's not quite as spunky as Tetra is. Doesn't have that same sort of. Stass, I, I guess, know, she's, but...
2: You know, actually there all the time. She kind of replaces Navi as the main character Link interacts with all the time. She...
1: Yes, I mean, she's actually playable for once. We are yes, not...
2: playable. We're like, not this, dying is actually only... The only... this is actually the only time there's actually a genuine romance between Link and Zelda <laughs> and this <Lisa> is <laughs> Zelda game.
1: Well, except for the following game, at but...
2: <laughs> uh, okay, other than that one. Up until that point.
1: But yes, yes, you actually see... Like, it's a- they actually have these really cute little moments... Together, some slight, lots of ship teasing. I'm sure it makes the Zelda link fans quite, quite happy.
4: Yeah, it's almost like it's a Legend of Zelda. Indeed. <laughs> For once. Come
2: on.
1: Okay, so picking up from there, they have to go. They go through all those, go through the temples. They find the locomo, so they could play the song that may or may not annoy you to try to play through it. And all along the way, though, um, the chancellor and his demon, like, his demon henchmen are still going ahead with the plan to resurrect their demon king, and despite all the, like, like despite all the tracks they managed to restore, they do actually revive the demon king inside of Zelda's body, and it's, let's me think here.
2: You have to chase down the demon train that it turns into, I think. I know that's chasing down a giant evil train up to the, like, down to the bottom of the sea or something. (laughs) The bottom of the sea is a dungeon. Ah. Well, yeah, she's into dark dimension. That's what you do.
1: Yeah, you, you do know, have she's... to go. Actually, you see the demon train a little. I think that the demon train appears shortly after Zelda. Like Zelda is possessed by the demon king. Is can you have to find the dark? You tra- have to find the demon train, and to find it, you need the compass of light. And that's when you go through another dungeon to find that compass of light. And that's sort of like the penultimate dungeon of sorts. It's also at that point where Burn, working for the demon, like working for the demons, is revealed to actually be a locomo. But a Locomo who wanted power, but and he realized that he can't get it from the spirits, so hey, I'll work for the demons and get more power from them. Unfortunately, after he helps them, they just end up sort of saying, yeah, here's a traitor's reward for you, and blasts them away. And (laughs) feeling guilty, he ends up working for your team instead, because, hey, what can he do? (laughs) And let me think here, eventually they manage to find the demon train... They, like, he actually attacked the demon train using Link's train, because the train has a cannon, by the way, so you can use it to shoot at enemies or shoot at obstacles and such.
2: Or you know, fend off giant coma that are chasing you, which is kind of annoying.
1: So <laughs> very annoying.
5: So the cannon faces both back and front?
2: I believe so, yeah. You can shoot yes, character. it does. Yeah, you can that is a enemy.
5: versatile cannon. I like Indeed. that. Especially since Link is the only one operating it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, hey. still, not quite sure how he does that, <laughs> while still a, actually driving a, the train itself.
4: He's a pretty darn good train engineer. What can we yeah, say? if that train only has one car on it, which is
2: kind
5: of a lame train, but... <laughs> well, you now, can add what, other... what fuels his train, incidentally? Is he shoveling coal in all the time?
1: It's a, it is a... Ma- like He does get a, a, a the spirit train, which is presumably a magic train, so magic, I guess.
5: Sure, why not? Magic. <laughs>
1: But okay, so. I Wish I
5: could they... use magic to fuel everything around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be a nice one. <laughs> so yeah, they get on. They manage to beat back the demon train. They have to fight uh, the the demon, the demon king possessing Zelda. They do manage to hit, like they manage to hit, to uh, beat back the demon Zelda long enough so that the demon king is knocked away from Zelda's body. And so after that, Zelda tries to possess her, tries to repossess her, get ent- re-enter her body. I guess she can't, but uh, she, they manages to but so the demon king tries to attack her and instead burn holds off his attack but the demon king attacks burn and ends up killing the poor guy and after that zelda is reawakened in her body and in a actually pretty darn funny scene because she's literally in midair she falls out link tries to catch her you hear the high like the hyrule theme triumphantly playing as he tries to catch her and instead of like falling into his arms she crashes on top of his head
5: (laughs) (laughs) That That's just shows him. you how tough Link is. He can take yeah. people falling on his head <laughs> if they're Zelda.
1: And of course, she's you know she's more happy. She's so happy to see him that she hugs him, and he just does a whole <laughs> sort of he like he blush, you know he just blushes like crazy. And then, mind you, in the they're still in the middle of this, still in the middle facing facing the demon king here. So deprived of Zelda's body, the demon king decides to possess Cole's body instead. Cole's not too happy, but what can he do? And the resulting monster kind of looks like a cross between. Uh, like Ganon's pig demon form and a Final Fantasy behemoth. And then he attacks Link and Zelda, because, you know, why not? Plus, he can't stay in the body there for long, so he figured, I'll just take you all out and take out as much of the world as I can. And they find him back in a really cool boss sequence. At, well, the, the very last part is cool. The first part, Zelda has to try to store up enough power so she can uh, use the bow of light and as Link you have to, throw, you have to sh- um, attack all the fireballs that he shoots at her and every time one manages to hit her she starts over again so that could get a bit annoying if you don't have the timing down right and then the next sequence is when you you have to as you, you have to control Zelda to have her shoot the demon king in the back while Link strikes him from the front and then after she shoots him in the arrow at the back a, a, like a gem appears on his head and you can't attack his head and that gem breaking off his horns, and eventually you beat back the demon king. The demon king disappears, and then the locomo feeling that well, the demon king's gone. They don't; re- they're not really needed there because they were left there by the spirits to watch over the land. They all ascend to I don't know the, he- the heavens or what have you, and leave them all behind. Uh, at the near the end of the game, Zelda actually asks Link, "What is he going to do from now on? Will he be in state remain an engineer, or will he be a, a soldier from then on end?" And it doesn't really, like, you can actually, you can choose, it doesn't really change much. At the very end of the game, you see Zelda kind of doing paperwork at her desk. If you go for the uh, engineer, you hear the train engine, you hear the train whistle outside, and you see her wave, presumably at Link. Or if you go for the soldier ending, you see her look out the window and hear Link's like Link shouting while training, she waves down on him, and then you kind of hear him sh- like sort of give a yell of surprise and then presumably fall down because you hear it crashing, and she kind of, I think she laughs. And then the, the game ends there.
5: Doesn't sound like Link has become a thoughtful, monologue-spewing character yet. No. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> no, it's just
2: goofy Link. I
5: mean. So,
0: going back to that whole you said the train was powered by magic? <laughs> Presumably, I don't know. Or
2: spirits, or
0: something. You know, I, I think that would be a great move because just whoops, my microphone a little too high up there. Um, I think that'd be a great move, but the only the only you know the biggest reason I would think you'd want to do that is, is for the environment, of course. I mean, if trains were run by magic, we would stop a heck of a lot of pollution. But looking at the uh, the artwork here, there's still smoke coming out of there. Uh, you know, maybe magic <laughs> maybe causes more pollution. No, it's just it's it's just magic smoke. Magic yeah. smoke. Magic smoke does not contribute to I, I think it's warming. eating. I think it's it. eating way at our ozone layer. Just saying. Well, maybe. <laughs> Take. So
5: maybe magic smoke interacts with the methane spewed up by cows and they neutralize each other. Hmm. <laughs> so if we can find something else that's magic, I, I don't know, if everybody starts smoking magical cigarettes, then we can use that to neutralize uh, all the emissions from coal plants around the world. Let's oh. get on this, guys. Yes. And of course, because they're magic cigarettes, they'll actually make you healthier instead of giving you cancer. I think I'm reading more into this than Nintendo ever expected. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So. Well, that
2: killed yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: sure how to continue.
4: How do I pick up from that? So, uh, hey, I really like Spirit Tracks.
1: Okay. And I did. Oh, so did I? I mean, I've, okay. of the two, yeah, of the two of the DS, this is easily my favorite.
4: Okay, you know,
2: this is for me, this is kind of opposite for me. I definitely like this one a lot less than the previous game. I like its story, I like its characters. Well, I don't really like its villains, but. <laughs> uh, its
4: gameplay is a lot less fun to me, I guess. I just didn't I... find the real spark I, I... liked in less. I will say I don't like that it uses the microphone more.
2: Yeah, that's another one truth.
4: Yeah. This one, aside from the instrument, this one has uh, like a wind thing that you use by blowing the microphone.
0: Oh come on, man! I mean, that, that's what makes games fun when you're like huffing and puffing while you're trying to play the game, especially when you're like in public on an airplane or something. You got people like sitting right next to you and you're going, <sighs> you know, and the people are just kind of staring you're at just you. You're
5: making me, re- you're making me reminisce of that time I played a game like this on the bus, Phil. Boy, that was fun. Yeah, and then I said, and then I set it aside for a little while because I was getting interesting looks from people. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, fortunately, I didn't play that
5: in public.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, also, definitely, the, the train is like my least favorite way to get around in Zelda games. Ah, I love the train. Choo choo! It just it takes forever. It's There's so, so fun. <laughs> I'd... it's fun when it's going well, but then you're just you know, it's the routine, oh hey, I wanna check up Debbie so I wanna play some minigame I wanna go over there just because I wanna check them on a little spot. You have to go all across this complex train
4: route and not mess it up. <laughs> but the train traveling music, it's so good. Yes, it,
1: it, that much is but I I do I, I am a I don't know, I do prefer like the the ships heck even the sailing and Wind Waker. although I'm not as annoyed by that as some people. And, def- and the uh, the boat travel in Phantom Hourglass was a lot faster. But on Spirit Tracks, you have to stick to the tracks. You can go backwards, but you- there's only so much freedom you have on those things. And what's really annoying is that at certain areas or certain points of the game, there are these invincible like demon and, and bomb trains that you cannot avoid. All you can do is shoot at them and maybe stop them for several seconds.
2: Oh yeah, and okay, even. I'll- if you run into the, tra- the bomb trains from behind, they explode safely, and you, you just defeat them. but
1: and, Oh, from behind, really? Huh. Yeah. Because every time I... Tr- I mean, I I could have sworn, like, at, at one point, I was trying to stop at a, a town to try to... You know, just try to stop there, and one came from behind, blew me up, and, oh, yeah. it was great, great.
2: If they hit you from behind, it's pretty nasty. I, those things are so annoying.
1: <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> it's actually pretty satisfying, where a little before the final boss... Uh, your link is on his train, and there's a bunch of those demon bomb trains. But there's a special power up you get that makes your train invincible, so you can go, you can, you know, run them right through. Just like finally <laughs> take that, you stupid train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> choo. <laughs> so, choo choo. The choo choo tracks of spirit can be had for the low low price of. I'm seeing $32 new on Amazon, on half.com. I see one used copy for $25. Bucks. I see another $25 or so, $30 bucks on on eBay. And uh, brand new, it looks like $45 to $50 bucks on half.com. Um, you might be able to find it cheaper than that. If you just dig a little bit on eBay with a buy it now, you might be able to grab a $40 brand new. Yeah, so once again, another example of those darn Nintendo games. Just, just why do you wait? Why wait? Just go ahead and buy it, brand yeah. new when it comes out, boys and girls. Because you're going to pay the same price if you wait five years. <laughs>
5: how mm-hmm. how do the visuals compare to Phantom Hourglass? Any that, little change there?
0: They're the same, I guess. Yeah. They're, they're, I
1: noticed slightly more detail inside of like, like, like you might notice a few extra items inside of like a building or something. Not but yeah, they're virtually yeah, the same. Okay,
4: yeah.
3: The music is a lot good. better
1: in this game, though. At least I think so.
4: Yeah, I think the music's a little more original in here, whereas Phantom Hourglass, um, uh, I don't know, what, did, it, I remember did it rely it being, on the
5: on the it, standby Zelda tunes a bit? Much. I think I
4: remember it being mostly Wind Waker y. I know yeah, it definitely had some yeah, original yeah, it, tunes, but
5: try to
1: without, but it wasn't as good as Wind Waker and just not yeah. memorable. Meanwhile, yeah, but yeah, Spirit Track was more original, and it like a lot of it was based on the Pan Pipe, so. It got like this mixture of you know very like a lot of wind instruments, very nice sounding. Uh...
4: Yeah, it, especially the main menu theme was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I would just sit there and listen to it before even starting up and playing the game. So,
1: Heck, even just like if you're in an area that's not quite a town, that's like a really nice tune. That's like a. Yeah. It, it almost kind of sounds like a mixture of Andean and Celtic music. The final boss theme is really cool too.
5: Hmm. Okay. And of course, Nintendo does not like to do soundtrack releases, so you'll have to find some other means of listening to it outside the game. Yes, yeah.
3: There is a uh, ending, yeah. Exactly.
0: Alright. Well, uh, I think it's time to take a little teeny tiny break and we'll come back and talk about another couple of Zelda games. Hold on tight. Listen to some choo-choo music. Choo-choo! We turn We're ready to dive into the Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword, developed once again by Nintendo EDA Group Number Three. It's a surprise. This uh, this was published by Nintendo, released here in North America on November twentieth, twenty eleven. A single player action RPG for your Nintendo Wii.
5: Well, you know it's funny, Phil. I seem to remember that there were a few Zelda games that didn't appear on a Nintendo console. And uh no, I, no. I think that scared Nintendo away from ever doing it again.
0: Hey, you know what? Maybe no. we have to, do we, this should... to
5: have... we have to bring no. up. Every... We should talk every about time. them
0: for a minute. <laughs> what games? I'm
5: just trying to give us What games a basis could you possibly be referring to, Nintendo Mike? Nintendo develops these things and does not farm it out except in the case of Capcom, which is an established developer. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, anyway, back. To I don't Skyward think we need Self. to
5: delve into that any further unless sixth, we're trying to make this a horror story. Little, <laughs> little known tidbit:
0: this is the sixteenth entry in the Legend of Zelda series. <laughs> Does anyone want to guess what number eight and nine are? I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> so God.
1: like, where's the release list? <laughs>
0: uh, this was number sixteen making use of the Wii Motion Plus purple. That's about the only thing I remember about this game because, you know, I I got it cuz I as, a, as I mentioned before, as a general rule of thumb, I buy Nintendo first party games if I own the console, I'll buy the game when it comes out even if I'm it's going to sit on a backlog for a long time because there's no point in waiting. And uh I remember Getting this one I was like, Wow, this is a thick box. Why is the box so thick? Oh, it comes with the Wii plus add-on, which is still somewhere in a box somewhere. Um uh, no I got the no, this one no the one I got has like uh actually a Zelda themed controller. I have a gold controller. How awesome is that? And I think it's got the Wii Plus built that in.
2: Yeah. The Wii plus is built with that one. yeah, did it I'm kind of envious. Did it
0: cost extra for that? I don't remember uh, it costing I think, more. I think
4: that was the special edition. Yeah, it
0: like was a know. special
1: edition. You could also buy just the game by itself. Of course, yeah. you could buy the motion plus separate. <laughs>
0: uh, gosh, now I'm trying to remember whether it cost all that much more. You know when I think it was only like ten dollars. Yeah, more I think it was like ten dollars more. That's that's it. yeah. It wasn't like it was, but it's so. I mean, even if you already had Wii Wii Plus, then it would be totally worth it just to have this pretty golden controller. It's got like the little wings uh, on the speaker, the you know the symbol and stuff, and it, it's all gold. It's like getting a gold cartridge.
1: And we actually, know, this game actually tells us what exactly is up with that bird symbol. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm the highly impressed. Hmm. So, who wants to talk this about also, this?
4: this game? Also came with the soundtrack.
0: Oh yes, yes it does So who wants to talk, oh that's right, I got the soundtrack Um, So who wants to talk, that's what I, so I got the special edition one with the little controller in it for the extra ten bucks, well, and a soundtrack It's a no-brainer Who wants to talk about uh, the story? I guess I'll take it Um, Basically you are Link, as
2: always except this time you are a knight of Skyloft, or at least one in training You live in Skyloft, kind of a floating town in the middle of a sea of clouds surrounded by other floating islands. Just, you know, just the town, a few islands, lots of clouds, not much else. Like, it's more barren than the sea from Wind Waker. A lot more so, actually. And... <laughs> much smaller, though. Yeah, much smaller. Yeah. And, well, just you're a night in training, and it all starts with one morning, when right on before the morning of your big taste, you're woken up by a giant bird crashing through your window. <laughs> this is a totally normal occurrence, though, because this bird is actually one of the... Ah, what's the name of these birds? The Loftwings, they're called. Loftwings, yes. yes. They have kind of the loyal companions who... Everyone in Skyloft has a Loftwing partner. Everyone. Mm-hmm. They're the big birds that them through the sky and help them get around. It's kind of helpful. Your link is special that he has a crimson Loftwing, which kind of seems like it should mean something, but really doesn't seem to do much.
1: They're apparently really rare, but yeah. They're... Yeah, they're really rare,
2: but, you know, you know it's... I'll say it now. The Loftwings are not characters in this game. It's like this great lost opportunity. The Loftwings are basically yeah. non-factors yeah. whatsoever.
1: Link's lo- he doesn't, doesn't even give the bird a name. It's just the, you know no. Link's Loftwing.
2: Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, the Crimson Loftwing, which Link has. He, like there's no real empathy between the two at all. It's just a way of getting around. It's like <laughs> less characterization than Epona.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyways, the bird that crashed the window is actually Zelda's Loftwing, because Zelda's you know Link's childhood friend, the daughter of the mayor of the village. Who is named Keopora Keopora, uh, which might mean something to someone, but so. <laughs> and that's, that's the name of the giant owl from Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. which was supposedly the reincarnation of a great sage. This guy, however, is just a mayor who, you know, is, is the of being Zelda's father, and that's about it.
1: Oh, Zelda's uh, not a princess here, by the way. In fact, no, she's this not game, princess. In fact, this game it's, takes place at the beginning of the timeline, so there, yeah. a lot of things are potentially established here.
2: Yeah, this is the first game we really can't ignore the timeline, which personally I think is a big weakness of the game. Like, a big weakness of the game. What? There's a lot of points where it says, oh, this is a timeline moment where it just like, you know, it, the game isn't better for having that.
1: Well, I mean, uh, there there are all sorts of, like, little throwbacks and references to later games in the series, which kind of makes sense, considering it's you know, points at being the, the progenitor, well, the, at least timeline you know,
2: timeline-wise,
1: yeah. progenitor of everything. Even if it's... Okay,
2: yeah. So a lot of things begin here but ultimately it's kind of a lame beginning for all of these things the game in itself has a great story what? but as a
4: beginning story it's kind of terrible in my opinion I that's disagree it? 100% yeah.
0: 120% <laughs> oh okay. the only thing I left mean, after 50%. I was say the only thing oh, left anyways. after that is the almighty 150%
5: <laughs> <laughs> 200%?
0: no no that's not a legal play
2: <laughs> okay, I'm going to get back to explaining the story. So, yeah, there's this thing where, you know, there's this neighborhood bully called Groose, who's your fellow trainee as the knight, who, he locked away your loft so you have to go find him, but then you go back, you get inducted as a knight proper, and in the midst of all that, things happen, storms get kicked up, and Zelda goes missing. She falls off her loft wing. Exactly, it's like a giant tornado. I think.
1: Yeah, the giant tornado.
2: Yeah, the giant tornado. It comes. And she to... was
1: just about to tell Link something really important, and then the tornado. Yeah,
2: you know. Okay, she's utterly in love with Link, and this is completely obvious. And she's just about to tell him, and then she gets kicked <laughs> off her bird. But... <laughs> yeah, there's no real romance here. Those two are already deeply in love by the time this game starts. So it's... And yeah, it's kind of hard to. Get... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And well. So like it's tumbling, everyone's like, "Oh no, she's gone!" And, but then Link just says, "You know, I'm gonna go look for her." And he gets a little bit of pushing along because he, I can't really take all the events, but he finds this, the goddess sword, which is sealed away in the, in the giant goddess statue at the center of Skyloft. And there he meets Phi or Phi or how do you pronounce it?
1: I pronounce it Phi, I really don't know, actually.
4: <laughs> I think I always used Phi actually. Phi. Anyway. Okay. Phi. It, that's this is uh, yeah. one of the things that voice acting would have helped. Yeah,
2: she's the so, uh, exposition well, the, fairy. <laughs> yeah, she's the, the spirit who dwells in the goddess swords, who's the kind of blue crystalline being who kind of looks like the great fairy from Wind Waker, actually, but no known connection.
1: Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> kinda, she kind of has, she kind of talks and acts like a sort of like a robot. Always talking about percentages and
2: yeah, she's very being very formal. Basically, everything kind of divine in this game is presented as being very mechanical. Which is mm-hmm. a kind of interesting tone. And, yeah. She basically serves Link Link's guide and points in the direction of going down to the world below. Because apparently beneath this giant layer of clouds that Skyler flows beyond... Is in fact this whole world down there that people at know nothing about. And Link heads down there to look for Zelda, who came crashing down. And, and so he hops on the loft wing, flies down, and... Okay, you think his lofting would like, take him down and bring him gently down and blow the clouds? No, nope. it just dumps him off the stratosphere and sends him tumbling down the entire way.
4: It's okay; he's got a dinky <laughs> little parachute. <laughs> yeah. It
2: works pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it works pretty darn well. He's got this little sailcloth that's salvaged <laughs> him right before, or or at the, the culmination of his training as a knight. And yeah, he lands down into I guess what's it called, like the Forbidden Ground, the Sealed Grounds.
1: The sealed ground. He start? Yeah, the seal ground. sealed
2: grounds. Sealed ground. Start,
1: yeah, then he go, from there. He goes to the like the first the, the wooded area, the Faron Woods. Like,
2: yeah, he uses the Twilight Princess naming scheme for all its regions, just because. Because. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, you get those three regions:
1: Faron, and what else? The other ones it was. Uh,
2: Faron Woods. The.
1: Uh wow, drawing a blank here.
2: You, know, you don't ever you don't go to Ordon Plains. So yeah, you don't was... go to the desert. You go to the desert. What it's called Desert E and Leneru Province. Oh yeah,
1: Leneru, Leneru Desert, right? Laneru
2: Desert, which it used to be the kind of non-desert. Now it's a desert.
1: It was an o yeah, it was an ocean, and then
2: it was an ocean. Now it's a desert.
1: Oh right, it was el like the other one was Elden.
2: Uh Yeah, the Eldon Province the volcano.
1: Right, which is a volcanic area.
2: Yeah. Anyways, in the first place he arrives at the Sealed Ground, he quickly writes that this place he landed on is, in fact, where a giant evil god was once sealed. And that, it's, you know, this god is trying to break free, so you, you have to use the power of the goddess sword to keep it sealed. At uh, the, the beginning, this starts by just, you have to tap its seal with your sword and seal it again. It's trying to break free. It gets worse later on. Yeah. There, anyways, on the Sealed Ground, the person who tells you this is a mysterious old sage named Impa yeah Imp is back she's been here mm-hmm. since the very first game even though she didn't actually appear in it but she now she takes the form of this old woman who's head, 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 head out there. well okay you don't notice this Imp at first but kind of spoiler she is it's, I'll get to that later <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot they don't reveal that at first yeah <laughs> they don't it's, whoops you know, you know I, I think Imp equals old woman because that's her original form but no this, oh well we'll get to this there you can have a good point in the direction that Zelda's down there, there, that it's there that she got captured by monsters, so you have to go chase after her into the, into the ruin, involves helping some local forest creatures. Yeah, it's a lot of chopping through enemies. There you can jump to Zelda, find out that she was captured there, but someone rescued her already, and she's moved on ahead. So you chase after her some more... Or where she, she's doing some kind of... Zelda's apparently on her own secret quest in the background, The doing various rituals, she needs to accomplish some important task. So you keep chasing after, first going to Varong, then eventually to Elden, where you go chase to repeat this whole cycle, and then on again into Laneru, which... Okay, is kind of cool, because it's a desert. It's full of all these wreckage of robots, but it's got these kind of time crystals. So if you hit them... It's a zone which would go back in time within that. Oh yeah, zone. very mm-hmm. cool, very
4: cool, very cool dungeon. It's really hard to describe, but it's yeah, it's, cool it's, fact.
1: yeah there are even some spaces. There's some points where there's like these mine carts that you ha- that have moving time crystals on them. So if you hit the crystals, just you can see like the whole area going from like the desert to a wo- to a grassy area, or you might see like the monsters go from living to being piles of bones, or you know see like. Decrepit areas looking new again—it's really cool. Oh
2: yeah, like really old giant monster it's really turned into a kind of tiny little baby monster.
1: Yeah.
2: Or old robots—that's sort of kind of long, kind of broken-down machines. Because they really come back to life and start moving around and doing things, and so you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff like that. It's like that's a big gimmick for two whole dungeons. This game is—you kind of have to do two dungeons in each of these provinces,
4: and it works really well for this one. Hmm. Yeah, I love I love the uh, dungeon on the ship.
2: Yeah. In that reason, know, was so fun. This game has got
4: good dungeons, so I'll <laughs> say mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's,
2: that's, yeah, it's very good. It's, like, the gameplay in this game is amazing. It's just, I really love the motion Plus controls for just mm. slashing through. Uh, I love the beetle. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember liking the beetle that much. but you know, <laughs> was pretty flight. fun. Like, this the,
5: Wait, this you're only seeing a say- You're only using beetle in the singular. Everybody agrees that the beetles are awesome. (laughs)
4: Oh, this is a different beetle.
1: Yeah, Uh, it actually kind of... It's a mechanical golden insect that flies around.
5: Yep. Okay, so it doesn't play She Loves You.
2: Sadly, no. It might. We might never know.
5: (laughs) Well, this does sound like one abnormally talented beetle.
2: (laughs) If it can carry bomb flowers for everyone, it's cool in my book.
4: Okay, the beetle. Yes, I'm sorry. It's yes. kind of interrupted your story flow there. Okay, so
2: <laughs> yeah, so you go basically if you go through these three dungeons, chase after Zelda until finally you track her down at the Temple of Time. Yes, there has to be Temple of Time ever since Ocarina of time. And well, I think it's called something slightly different here, but I can't quite remember. Oh well, it's still the Temple of Time. And there, you basically you have to you see Zelda Zelda's. The mysterious woman who saved her, who is in fact named Impa, which i I'm got confused, but they're the same character anyways, basically hulls Zelda through a giant gateway of time. And that's basically the last you've seen of her for a while. Basically, you know, she, Zelda's basically, you know, she's off on this quest to stop the evil god from being resurrected, and basically she's expecting you to play your part. Or you know, Impa doesn't even expect you to play your part. She just thinks you're an annoyance. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah just Zelda. Like, you want to protect to Zelda because he wants to protect Zelda, but basically he's being useless this whole time. Except he offers the goddess sword and is trying to you know use it to seal the thing. Because when he gets back to seal Grand before too long, the demon god's bursting out,
4: and it's ugly. It's pretty horrifying.
2: Yeah, it's like this giant mouth. These giant tumorous toes.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like it's entirely (laughs) made out of shadows except for its huge, gaping mouth.
2: Yeah, and this giant spike scan of its head, which is the thing you need to use to seal it. Mm -hmm. And okay, There's a number of different ways you can fight it. Most of them are teatis are annoying. You can stab (laughs) its toes and hope you don't get stepped on. You can shoot them with arrows or bombs. You could do the risky attempt of trying to climb onto its head by jumping off of a rock. You can stab the target directly. But, no, if you stab that spike enough times, you can eventually seal it back.
4: This time. For now.
1: <laughs> How many times you fight that?
4: Uh, that's, you have to do it, like, at least three or four times. Yeah, you have to fight three times total.
2: Each time it gets much worse. <laughs> well, at least you, Eventually, weird. you have Grus helping you. Yeah, about halfway point in the game, Cruz, the guy who's an annoying, pompous bully who, in the beginning, chases down after you because, you know he's in love with Zelda 2 and he wants to protect you just as much as Link does. He's kind of incompetent and he's kind of silly, but, you know, he crows on you. He's a likable character. Yeah.
1: And he does he, genuinely show some character development. Although I think it's funny yeah. when he first arrives there on the surface area, he's freaked yeah, he's out like, by like... the tiny birds. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's... like, what? Tiny birds? <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah, freaked out by the tiny birds. So like, what is this world? Wonderful whale place. I will call it Bruce Land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the music during that time is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I really like a lot of the stuff in this game, but <laughs> the characters, Bruce, good game. And yeah, anyway, second part is where you know, the second half of most Zelda games is where I start disliking them a little, and this kind of happens for this one because. After Zelda goes away, you realize she went into the ancient past to stop the revival of the demon god. And in order to do so, she sealed herself in a giant amber jewel and it has been sealed away there for, like, millennia.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And she might have been sealed there forever. And so Link basically is stuck with ever seeing his beloved Zelda again. So he goes for the task of forging a sword that is capable of actually beating the demon god. I think that's how it goes.
1: Yes, it, yeah, <laughs> that's when he starts forging the goddess sword into the very, you know, the far more familiar blade, the master sword. I, he know, has to she, she, I thought
4: I'm... she sealed herself away after he's already forged the sword. Did she? Yeah, and then, and then after doing so, he's able to unlock the the other time gate to get, go back and finally see Zelda. And then she seals herself away, and then he's got to get that song.
2: Well, yeah. The, well, okay. You only see her; she's sealed away. You know, I think much later on, I think it's getting mixed it up a little. But you know, you be being the. She goes. She. He wants to at least find her, where she went past the mm-hmm. time gate. Yeah, you're trying to get back to the time gate with Master Sword to see her and help her. But
1: right, and that's when she. Re- that's when it's revealed that she's actually the inca- the reincarnation of the goddess yeah, Hylia. The,
2: yeah, that's only after you actually get to the Master Sword, and I think even yeah, you need the full Master Sword to see that scene. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's in fact kind of new twist for the whole Zelda plotline. Zelda is in fact the reincarnation of some goddess Hylia, who sealed away the ancient evil, the ancient evil god demise. And yeah, for some ancient super kingdom, which yeah, I guess I can't remember all the little details. I apologize. That's okay. a Goddess, an evil god.
1: Right? Well, no, that's that's about that's about the basics. There, she because she needed to like she wanted to like transfer her soul to a human, and that human ended up being Zelda, presumably. Yeah. Because I believe it was because you need to use the Triforce, because gods cannot use the Triforce. No. Humans yeah. and yeah. demons can, apparently.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the Triforce is power granted by the three original goddesses for people, not mm-hmm. gods. Yes. Which is a little confusing that they keep adding new gods, but oh well, I won't complain. <laughs> well, I don't I yeah. Okay, that's a total lie. I will complain as much as I can about some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll let me get away with it too much. Uh,. So uh, you forge the sword in a way that, you know, That's one of the, things, it, the, the Creation of the Master Sword feels like something should be awesome, but it's just running through three dungeons and then fires at your sword a couple times. But I don't know. It is so, awesome
4: like, because those three dungeons are awesome.
2: Like, the dungeons are good. <sighs> like, dun- just things going to them are kind of annoying. It's like, it's, it's a Twilight Princess problem for me all over again. That's what some <laughs> of this is. Um... Yeah, so you get the Master Sword, and then after that, it's the quest to, well, get the Triforce, which involves going to three different secret places, which are kind of, basically, it's a big throwback to Phantom Hourglass. You go into these realms where these giant, divine beings will chase you around, and you only have so much time you can be there, so you need to get your destination quickly. It's just like that again. I really like those zones.
4: Fun. Oh yeah, yeah, those those were, you know, a lot of people complained about those, and I thought it was like one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. It's like, you nice like break from cool. the dungeons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it just it's, yes.
2: what, what Be were very they called again?
1: You,
2: uh... Divine Realm? Uh, something divine like that. Realm. I think it
1: was a silent, was it a si- yeah, Divine Realm? Silent Realm. Silent Realm. Silent silent realm. realm, yeah, silent
2: realm. Yes. Yes. It's not yeah, quite that... the Divine Realm, someone's actually touched the Triforce yet or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, you need to go through all of these with the help of the wise dragons who are kind of helping you along in this path.
1: Mm-hmm. Who are also, you? Like, presumably, the provinces are named after. their. Faron, the water dragon; Elden, the fire dragon, who you only see for like a few minutes before you never see him again; <laughs> mm-hmm. and Linethru, the thunder dragon, who's actually who dead when you first encounter.
2: He's really he dead in the prison? Just so to kind of revive him with the in the past. And... Yes. Yeah. And but then actually... he throws you on this kind of complex boss rush mini game, which is oh, kind like, of difficult really cool. but kind of fun and very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after you get the Triforce, it use its power to crush demise utterly. <laughs> after you already get to fight three total battles against it, which it which are all fun to fight. it's kind of freaky when it starts flying up, and you have to get, <laughs> yeah, knock it down with fun. Bruce's cannon. That was uh, fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, that whole end sequence is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Especially, especially the final battle. Yeah,
2: after you crush demise, I mean. It's, is he the is, oh we haven't even talked about the best character yet Gerahim
1: oh him right right he yeah, calls himself okay, a and demon the,
2: lord yeah and he... demon lord Gerahim who you know shows up as the, the boss of the very first dungeon who's this weird clownish guy who's kind of lanky and creepy who's chasing uh, after very, Zelda very creepy <laughs> yes who's yeah. so chasing after Zelda and you have to keep fighting him
1: yeah, yeah and he gets free. what did you
2: say uh,
1: no no you, you, you continue continue
2: Okay. Well, you fight him, you beat him, it's, like, it's a really tough fight, where to, you know, it feels like he's going easy on you in the first fight, you can kind of, like, barely match him, you barely hurt him, but you kind of get better, and he keeps showing up, and you keep, he keeps sending demon monsters at you, and you fight him the whole way, until the very end, after you've crushed Demise, he's the power of the wish of the Triforce, he basically messes things up by trying to undo everything you've done, and bring the Demise of the ancient past into the current present and basically messes up all of everyone's plans, because he succeeds, and, can, mm-hmm. it's, and even though you save Zelda for, not by defeating the demise the, with the Triforce, he basically messes everything up. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so by I mean, kidnapping Zelda so he can use her, what, I, know, I think it was her spared or something, to revive him again? So. Yeah,
2: just the power of the reincarnation of the goddess Helia, I mm-hmm.
1: guess. Unfortunately, he does manage to succeed at that, and you do fight a humanoid demise at the very end. Yeah, but
2: first you need to fight Gear him again, who reveals that yes. that instead of just being merely a uh, this weird demon lord, he actually seems to be kind of an echo of fi, uh, the kind of spirit. Yeah, that was yeah, guy. that was a pretty spirit. cool. Actually. Sword yeah, it's like, it's like he's he got this metallic body and you kind of have to keep punching a bigger and bigger giant hole into his chest. <laughs> <laughs> so <you> eventually they <laughs> like do a giant downward jump slash from like thirty stories up to finish him off. I forgot about that Ooh, part. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that, it's a cool fight. Uh, you have to like, run yeah. through like, a giant army of like, hundreds of little goblins. To get yeah, out to, that
1: I remember. Yeah, You have to fight all those.
2: And uh, after that, you get to fight Demise. After Gerheim turns to Demise's sword. Because, yep, now you have to fight him and his boss. But actually it reminded me most of the Shadow Link fight from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> now you have to... Well, okay, this whole time you can raise your sword up to get the power of a slash. Now you have to use it to catch lightning to fight him. And yes. hope He does the same it's a good yeah,
1: fight. It's, yeah, it's a tough yeah. fight, but there is a there's actually a way you can cheese it. Uh, there if you you can use the um the butterfly net to send back his blasts back at him. Only the butterfly <laughs> net. Anything else, you'll just get oh. shot. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, cause it's a really yeah without it it's a really tough fight and pretty cool. But it's kind of funny to take out the net. You know, hit back his blast at him. He'll get stunned for like several seconds. Enough for you to wail on him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a butterfly.
1: Actually, a lot of like the Zelda games. There's like a way to cheese a boss, if not the final boss. Uh, like you can use the butterfly net against uh, what's his name Aga- Agahim's blacks Agahim. in uh, him in uh, yeah. a link to the past in uh, it's and it's in Twilight Princess. Yeah, you can you can use a fishing rod to distract Ganon and then whale on <laughs> him. <laughs> so this is just continuing that tradition.
2: Okay, just most humble tool sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I won't say this fight's as cool as, say, you know, the fight against Gendorf and Wind Waker, but it's a pretty good fight. Demise, though, I don't know. It's like, is it? I mean, he looks exactly like one of the ma- like, a major character from the manga Berserk, which I can't help but think this every time I see him.
1: <laughs> okay. uh...
2: Which Lost character from Berserk were you thinking? He about? looks exactly like Nosferatu. Zot. In uh-huh. this human.
5: I don't know what Berserk is. <laughs> It's a it's a classic gruesome. It's a it's a very intense manga. Do not
2: uh, only like, read it. Children if, do
5: not read. This. Uh yeah, but hey, you actually talked about a series which I have read. Which bully for me and you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now where were we?
1: Well, there's a few more. I guess there's a few more points. So you defeat demise, but demise as he his body is crum- like sort of uh, de- decomposing away. He puts a curse on Link and Zelda. And on their like either they're like the, on their line and their and their reincarnations, that his hatred will forever haunt them, will forever like, you know, keep them down. And that is presumably Ganondorf or possibly any of the other villains in the series yeah. that
2: pop up every once in a while. Yeah, I guess it's like you know, this is the really heavy handed. We're doing a time talking about the timeline now kind of moments, which feels like it's just a bit unnecessary
4: to me.
1: I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool, but
4: I thought it was necessary to explain just, why the same cast like, of characters keep showing up. They don't need to explain this. The games work without these explanations. I hate sure that. They work I without it, that. but I don't it doesn't hurt it to, to do yeah. some well, kind of explanation.
1: Yeah, regardless. <laughs> regardless <they're, laughs> no, it does. Regardless, they that's the reason why Ganondorf, you know, forever tries to take over Hyrule and torments Link and Zelda throughout history and they always need to be reincarnated to take him take Ganondorf down or whoever happens to be the villain at that time. Male, you know, Maladus the Demon King, or Vati, or what have you. Anyway, so at the end, Zelda decides to stay on the surface, presumably to you know, actually start the Kingdom of Hyrule. And Link presumably stays down with her because even though she she just kind of looks at him and asks him, like, uh, "What are you going to do next? Or do you want to stay down here too?" And then you see both of their Loft wings return to to Skyloft without them, and the game ends.
2: Yeah, they're madly in love anyway, so they're going to stay together. Well,
1: yeah, of course. I mean. Hyrule family presumably starts from Somewhere and that it Presumably explains you know Zelda's power Throughout the games she is the You know descendant of the reincarnation Of a goddess
5: So that is, that is not the greatest power To constantly especially in the early Ones be incapacitated with the greatest Of ease
1: well yeah I suppose But <laughs> <laughs> What can you do
5: with early well, hey. video game plots, not much.
4: Exactly. Well, hey, there was that CDI one where you actually play Zelda. Oh, well...
5: You mean the, hey, the just... two CDI ones were oh, um, uh,
4: I'm so sorry. Right, can we please stop about Hey,
5: I didn't bring it up this time! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to a console that everyone actually... That more people actually own, shall we?
1: Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe we could talk about the actual, how, like the like the actual sword play, since you can get a much more one to one combat using the yes, uh, Illusion plus.
2: Really cool. This is the best sword play in any game in the entire series. It just it makes fighting with sword a
4: lot of fun. It's really great. So I can't say best sword play in any game ever. Yes. Yeah. Quite possibly. Yes. The History of games. Well, yeah, other than thing. other than actually sword fighting.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it, you, you're, well, going of, you're going out. You're going on a little bit of a limb there. I'm not going to decry it necessarily. Just yeah, know, but, you know that there have actually, been a lot of games with sword fighting.
2: Yeah, like compared to like a really Bushido Blade, does put into pretty solid company. Or like One of the <laughs> Samurai, yeah. You
5: know,
2: no, it's better. than if, It's not necessarily the deepest sword of anything, but it's really fun. And you yeah. know, stuff like the boss of the. Dra- Water what? Dragon Temple area. That's like shows off exactly how fun it can be. That's a great boss. Yes, it's lots of situations. It
5: takes situations years to learn how to wield track. a sword really well. I don't necessarily yeah. think we need to emulate that in the game. Well, <laughs> well <laughs>
1: no, no. But hey, you can get all of that without in like a fraction of the time. <laughs> and. Yeah, um, but- let
3: me-
4: so I mean in addition to just the Wii Motion Plus lane you actually do directed strikes and whatnot. Uh most of the other weapons use it as well. Like uh the bombs. You can actually point the controller down and to roll them.
3: <laughs> yeah, roll
4: um, The beetle you use you like tilt the Wii remote to fly. And that's uh, yeah. that's also how you fly the bird. Um Obviously, with, like the bow and the slingshot, you just use you know Good move point. it to point. Mm-hmm. Um, you
2: can use the sh- you use the shield by moving the, uh, the nunchuck controller. Yes, somewhat yeah. how it, it works, but
1: yeah, it, t- it the shield takes damage though. It can be a little it can be somewhat bothersome because you have to either replace it or or repair it at least until yeah. you get the best shield in the game, it, which repairs itself automatically, so you don't have to worry about that anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I kind of like the fact that they you. know, You've got the, most games you've got this inven- the inventory of all the different things like the bottles and stuff you carry in this game you, it's a much more active thing you have to manage control and there's a lot yes. more things you can put in it and it's really mm-hmm. you know really interesting a lot more complex and and you can upgrade and you to, items
1: yeah you have to yeah you upgrade them all the time by collecting Other items, even, oh no, use the bugs for potions, but yeah, you collect these little, like these various items, uh, various minerals or or feathers or what have you.
2: The little bits and pieces you knock off of enemies, Mm -hmm. you can grab the horn with a whip in order to, uh, because there's a horn used by goblins to call other goblins, you hit them with the the horn with a whip, you can pull it off and you can take that and use it (laughs) to upgrade your
5: Yep. Okay, there's something that has vexed me in every 3D action game I've ever played, and that is the camera. How does this game's camera work? Can't okay. remember how it
1: works, but I have no complaints.
5: I, <laughs> I, I, remember I can't remember it. how it works, but I don't. I don't remember it. ever
4: actually thinking about the camera. Yeah.
5: Okay. That that is a good thing. So it showed you everything that you needed to see at any given moment.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, generally, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure if you could, could you even. I don't think you could even adjust it. I think it just. You know, it moved when you needed to. It followed you when you needed to.
4: Yeah, and I believe you can center,
5: mm-hmm. center, to center it whenever you need to. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Yeah, Zelda games are uh, generally fine as far as camera goes.
2: Can't recall having much trouble with them.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's they've had lock on the 3D games. They've had lock on since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Since Ocarina of Time, I mean, I don't even remember any issues with that of time really. Oh. No. So. Okay. Camera from camera is never really an issue here.
5: Well, that's good, because that is the first thing that will tick me off about an action game if it's even slightly askew.
4: Oh, yeah, completely understandable, because there's, there's so many out there with bad cameras, <laughs> even still.
5: Yeah, I, I won't name any names right now. It's just a perennial <laughs> problem with me. Okay, continue.
1: All right. Uh, did anybody else find the uh, like the side quests to be strangely like? At least I can remember them. Usually in a Zelda game, you don't always remember, it, except for maybe like the major ones.
2: Yeah. Like this.
1: Mm. Yeah. Like the main one here is um, that you had to collect these crystals for a friendly demon named I think it looks like Batro or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. He's yeah. This creepy demon guy who's living beneath Skyloft, who's actually <laughs> unfriendly, friendly, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know he just wants to you know have other people like him, so he kind of wants to turn to a human by healing lots of evil crystals you keep feeling like this is good. You're, you're actually helping this evil demon do this horrible thing but he keeps subverting that constantly and you feel bad for feeling that way like.
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's just, he, he just he, he's actually really friendly in fact you meet him by trying to find a lost girl and you find the girl in his lair but they're playing a game of shout really loudly and she actually <laughs> she actually likes the demon a lot so that's where you find him and he tells you about his quest to get the gratitude crystals you get these crystals by doing good like good deeds for people and there's, like, a lot of them. Uh, in fact, you get the first couple by returning the girl to her mother. And there's, like, one quest I remember, it's, like, one Gratitude Crystal quest I remember specifically was uh, you have to help the, well, one of Grus's uh, friends. I can't remember his name. He's, like, the short, stocky one. Uh, he wants to give a love letter to a girl named Karain. And you can either choose to give the letter to her or you can give it to a ghost inside of a, inside of a, a bathroom stall who really needs toilet paper. I went through giving it to the girl <laughs> in that instance. So you give it to right. her. She's a little. She's kind of. She's like. She's kind of. She's not really flattered because she doesn't like the guy at all. In fact, she's kind of hoping it was from another another guy named Strock or something. He's like one of Link's upperclassmen.
2: And at some an point, right.
1: yeah, he is. So in fact, at some point, Strock overhears, like, finds out that the love letter, and is a little bit worried because he has a crush on Crane as well. And, and then he had to tell she
2: him specifically in order for him to him know in the first place, but.
1: Uh, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm. By but anyway, she. You need to
2: arrange, arrange to set her up with the guy she likes, the upper mm-hmm. classman, or with the guy who actually sent you on this quest. And you can get a reward either way, and things turn up a bit differently either way.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't actually quite remember how that played out. I do know that I, 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 I suppose I chose to have her actually return the feelings for Strock. I know, it's like he, she talks to that, you know, the short, the short guy, but she turns him down, and then goes and says, "No, I want," you know, he's like, "No, I like you, Strock," and then they start going out, and of course, Bruce's friend is kind of in the dump for a while, but you get the gratitude yeah. crystals pursuit, I think, from Crane. If you give mm-hmm. it to the ghost, I think, uh, the like, if you give the the letter to the ghost, you get the crystals from the ghost, and instead you see a ghost hand, um, like caressing Bruce's friend's face at night, which is kind of weird.
2: Yeah, it's really kind of creepy. <laughs> Yeah, that's also the kind of weird thing, though, that the... There's this odd little side quest where you, there's this woman with a really dirty house, but if you use a oh, vacuum yeah. jar to clean it up, if she'll give you a little money. But that reveals that, you know, that same crane you just helped out, that you can help out get a girlfriend, is actually really rotten to his mother. Kind of, like, really sad to watch, but I don't think there's actually any way you can do anything about that quest. Though.
1: No, it's...
2: Just kind of there to make you feel miserable and <laughs> reveal that this guy's not really as nice as he looks at first, which is kind of depressing.
1: And uh, oh, there's also the, the 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 girl who runs the item check for Link. Uh, her name is I think his name is Beatrice. She slowly develops a crush on Link, and eventually you have to either the you, you'll have two unfortunately you can either let her down really badly and say no, or say yes and. <laughs> Regardless it means it's just like it doesn't really make you feel good either way. It's just like you can't let her down nicely and say, I'm sorry, I already have somebody I like. Either say no, get out of here or yes. And I think if you say yes, Phi kind of makes a comment about not mentioning Beatrice to Zelda. <laughs> oh
2: man. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a funny little side event that happens. <laughs> because you know, she you know, this slowly builds up every time you use the item. she runs the item check, so every time you need to store an item, this this slowly yeah, she, builds up and you know but this, yeah, she gets you, this excited. has to happen. So. <laughs>
1: In fact, if you if you do like if you do say no to her sh- every time you go to Ida Check, she's just like, well, I'm just going to sit here and get more and more beautiful day by day, and so you know you're going to something <laughs> or something like that. Yeah,
5: it's just a little an mer- unusual attitude. <laughs> Most women do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> At least not not in my experience.
2: Most of the merchants hanging around in the Skyloft Bazaar are actually really kind of fun characters, if you see only a little bit of them. Uh, this game has great cast. That's yeah, it's that
1: even, yeah, even the minor characters are just surprisingly memorable because at, at night you can actually visit those merchants and you can get a li- a slightly different side to them.
2: Yeah, it's like the guy who put the merchant into the item merchant who always has the extremely big, overdone smile and always wants to greet you happily is like this extremely glum, serious, grim guy who's like, oh, What do you want? <laughs> yeah. it's like, anyway, yeah. There's
1: that fortune teller with the creepy big eyes, too, as I recall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, the sad thing is that there's just not that many of these great characters in the game, because, you know, outside of Skyloft, and Skyloft isn't really a big town, there's not much, and there's this little pumpkin farm, which is kind of fun, I like that spot, but, uh, you know, other than that, there's no civilization whatsoever in the Upper Sky area, and there's just not much that happens there, and down below, you know, there's not even civilization whatsoever, other than, I guess, the mole people,
1: (laughs) All right, yeah, the magmas Yet another just race that comes out of nowhere and presumably went extinct in later games, because... Yeah. Oh no,
2: they're probably just there somewhere being forgotten off the solar Yeah, maybe. Level. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just, You never expected the goofy antler people from Phantom Hourglass. Oh, yeah, the... Down, uh, annoying. What are,
1: yeah, what are they called? Yeah, the, in Phantom Hourglass and... Um, yeah, they the, the, An- yeah. the Anoki, they were called, yeah. yeah. They never pop up anywhere else, either. Well, like, you Maybe they're just really like
5: good at minding their own business, and even the fact that Ganon is ruining the world never makes a difference to them. You ever think of that? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, there's the Kiwis, too, in this game. They kind of look like Kiwis, but they've got plants growing out of them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're just kind of chilling out. Trying to
5: have fun. Wait, they look like the bird kiwi or the fruit kiwi. The bird. <laughs> okay.
1: Except they're kind of like bigger and a little taller, but they also but they they kind of hide by going by going on the ground and pretending to be a plant
2: and in the waters near, in the same farm woods near where those kikwis go, it's kind of a new race of jellyfish people.
1: Oh, yeah, the, uh, well, yeah, I can't remember, They're, they looked like, yeah, the jellyfish seahorse type things. Could have swore I read somewhere that they were, like, the ancestors of the Zora, but I can't find that, so maybe I just made it up.
2: That's probably just like a theory or something. I maybe.
1: Maybe it was a fan theory.
2: It, it makes as much sense the Zoras turning into bird people, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I kind of wish-, wish-, wish that the bird people should back up in the two sequels to William Twaker, but they didn't. Oh, yeah. Well.
1: The, the rit- yeah, the Ritto they were called. Uh, you know, it's a bit disappointed not to see any of those. In fact, like, there's a, there's a, uh, like, this little mailman in, um, in Fineragos, he has wings, and you think, hey, they could be a Riptoe, but no, he's just a guy with wings. No explanation as to why he has wings. <laughs>
5: Well, he's just a mutant. Occ- occasionally, there are people born with wings. Nobody ever talks about them, but it happens. And uh, <laughs> his happened to work, which is an amazing feat that you would like to see <laughs> duplicated somewhere else.
1: Uh, back to Skyward Sword, though. Did anyone else get annoyed by using the harp? Or is that just me? Uh,
4: I, th- I thought it was, it was uh, harm- harmless. harmless. It didn't really bother, didn't bother me. me.
1: I don't know, because there was one section where you were at the... Um, you were at that place, the pump like the place that sells the pumpkins. The, I guess the bar, or restaurant, whatever it is. And as a side quest, you had to help. You had to play the harp to accompany the uh, like the owner's girl, like the owner's um, daughter. She sings a song, of course, no actual lyrics, just a lot of buts. Oh, yeah. And then you
2: play the harp, and I just
1: remember having an awful lot of trouble trying to play
2: that right. I think mostly that's it's a really hard song to match and probably as clear as some of the things. But
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think the actual songs needed to play in game, like for actually advancing the the game, were fine because you only have to do that like once for each of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's just not much. To, I just can't remember much with the harp. It's not you know, ever since *Aladdin* of time, the music to feel more and more tacked on sometimes. Mm,
1: true. <clears throat> okay. Um.
2: Anything else? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I,
5: okay, uh, it, it, it had oh. been five years since the last console Zelda. How does this compare to Twilight Princess, aside from being better? Way better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
2: um, aside from me.
5: <laughs> you know, well, yeah, t- feelings, some concrete for, improvements between the games. How's that?
2: Well, okay, there's, you know, some... You know, my feelings the console Zelda are just too complicated most of the time.
5: So other than and Masks, that one's really
2: amazing. Like, Twilight Princess, like... like are we talking about fir- comparing it to the first half of Twilight Princess or
4: the second half of Twilight Princess? Those are two very different things. And which version of Twilight Princess?
5: Uh, let's let's compare it to GameCube because that's Tacton. what it was originally designed for. <laughs> the <Tacton laughs> Wii controls or the GameCube? Hey, if you want to compare it to the Wii version, be my I, guest. But I actually haven't played it, the Wii version. It's the one I it's played,
1: a- so it's the only one I can compare it to. <laughs> I didn't play <laughs> yeah. the GameCube All version. All right. And I still prefer to, uh, Skyward Sword. There you go.
4: Yeah,
2: Skyward Sword has much better motion controls all around. It's just a well, more important the game.
1: Yeah. It's actually built with, the, you know, with that in mind, not just kind of added on later.
2: I mean, it's still, okay, it's really annoying to have a right handed link. I'll just say that. <laughs> just, you know, I have a twin brother who's left handed. This is important to him. I understand why it's important to him. It's really annoyed him, and I really <laughs> agree with him on that. <laughs> um,.
5: Well, well, I, I understand why that. Nintendo did it. It's because 9 out of 10 people are left are right-handed, but you should have the yeah. option to go back.
2: <laughs> you should. Yes. <laughs> Especially since, you know, my brother played through this holding
4: the Wii remote in his left hand. So, yeah.
5: He, uh, he got the uh, backwards effect
4: anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game has a much quicker start than Twilight Princess did. Well, is, yeah. it's like, slow. Yeah, no, Twilight <laughs> Princess is such a
2: great, emotional, moody start. This one, you know... It's got kind of issues sometimes. It's like, like you know, the world below feels too bare. The world above feels too bare. There's not yeah. much that happens above. Everything's important below, separate from other characters. Yeah, same to me.
1: Maybe I'm just yeah. more forgiving of that. I mean, I kind of I kind of liked... I mean, yeah, I guess Sky Skyloft could have been a lot larger, but I guess all yeah. like, all the different characters kind of made up for that.
4: I don't think it needs to be. I mean, most Zeldas yeah, usually only really be... have, like, one town Yeah, it doesn't need area. to be larger. It just needs to be, you know, more important to the story than this place you go back to for items
2: on occasion. Hmm. Hmm. I, I really had no issue with that. Well, I just let it stand. That's all it <laughs> <does>. <laughs> Um...
5: Okay, how's this for direct comparison visually? Much better.
3: Yeah. Dark Souls
2: is a very pretty game. I don't yeah. think there's a single Zelda game which looks bad, so I don't want to say. They
4: all look good. Yeah, I mean, it's got a different art style than than. Uh, yeah, it kind of mixes the more. Yeah, it kind of mixes
1: the more.
2: S- Preference is a very dark style. Wind Waker is a very colorful style. This is kind of like colorful, but still more.
5: Style. Yeah, it's sort I, of a yeah. mixture
1: of the two. It's yeah, got don't mixture. you remember
5: how loudly all the game publications were trumpeting? Yes! Yes! Twilight Princess is going back to the realistic dark style! They loved it at the time. And Skyward Sword is not completely <sighs> dark. No, it's like, you
2: know, Twilight Princess, you know, I, I liked it too. It's like it works for what it is. Like, this works mm-hmm. for what it is. So, you know, yeah, it does. Because
1: yeah, Twilight Princess was a bit more se- like a bit more serious, a darker storyline, and this one, it, this art style works for this. I it's not really lighthearted, but it you know it's like this be- more of a sense of wonder, much less of a sense more, of dread.
4: Yeah, yeah more fairy ish. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think given given the hardware, since the we the Wii isn't exactly a powerhouse, uh, yeah. that this style works a lot better than Twilight Princess did. Although, to be fair, that was originally designed for the GameCube, so...
5: Well, compared to the GameCube, how much better is the Wii? Not much. Right?
4: Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> <Noticable>. <laughs> yeah, noticeable. Yeah, it's noticeable, for sure. I
2: don't think the GameCube could have handled Xenoblade. <laughs> no. no. No, definitely not.
5: <laughs> we'll talk about Xenoblade someday when I feel like giving an Operation Rainfall episode. That ought to be fun. Uh, you know, I
2: don't think... I, we could talk forever about Xenoblade. <laughs> we just could
5: so anyway, Skyward Sword, somewhat better than Twilight Princess, not to the point where anybody who has to see the game in 1080p, 60 frames per second, and anything else is garbage, will be satisfied, but then again, people like that are probably not playing Zelda games.
2: Yeah. You probably that not playing many games. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, I can think of the games they're playing. They involve shooting lots of people and playing on Xbox Live, I bet.
4: Some of those games don't look nearly as good despite being a 1080p. Yeah, I don't think the CMs usually have very good 1080p. No. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God, people, Call of Duty is still running on bits of the Quake Free engine. It really does not look as good as they make it out to be.
5: And here I am talking like I know anything about modern FPS, is what I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's not
4: much
2: to know.
5: I could get my cousin on here and we could have him discuss it, but he's 14, so he will be understandably limited in that area. <laughs> well, oh, if you're... One note
1: about Just one note about one of the music themes. Uh, the Ballad of the Goddess is really good, for starters. And it's also, if really you can, song. play it backwards.
2: Yes. If you play it backwards, it's Zelda's Lullaby. Aww, it's awesome. You're <laughs> it's uh, awesome.
5: And, and here I thought if you played it backwards, it was going to say Paul is dead. Dead is Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, sorry for ruining it, but it had to be said. It's a cool trick. It's like, it really it blows your really mind cool. when you first hear it like
1: that. I mean, it makes a ton of sense, considering, you know, Zelda's
0: revelation, but... Mm. So, so, we know you like, you guys like Skyward Sword. We know it's mm-hmm. an awesome game, right? It but the, is awesome. But the question the, the is... The only
5: disagreement seems to be
0: just how awesome it is. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm going to yeah. test you guys on. That's what I'm going to test you guys on, okay? Alright, so, would you say it's about 40 to $60 awesome? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. You were testing the water so I, far.
4: I would have paid $80 for this.
0: I found some uh, I found some uh, copies, uh, the disc copies anyways, for around that area depending on how used it is and stuff like that. Now, is it worth 135 to $235?
4: If that uh, was the only what? way to purchase it yet. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: what? <laughs> That's how much you'll pay for The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword limited edition with the gold Wii remote CD uh, bundle uh-huh. if you want it brand new in the box. Hmm. Um you can find the used you can find some used uh, gold edition bells that we were talking about earlier for about $100 plus shipping. Alright, that's not really
2: that's necessary. For the first two months, shiny it, it is
0: necessary. You need <laughs> no, the gold it's, it's controller not, to no, play it's, this. It's,
4: you need it. It's not, no. Need it, it's not necessary. It. You know, you need it. Okay. But, but there's, you there's do. There's some nice Mario and Luigi Wii Remotes <laughs> uh, you can Wii... get.
0: You do <laughs> need the Wii Remote Plus, though, right? Yes. Yes, yes so. you do need the Plus. Yes, you do. Alright. Kevin, the one really annoying thing about
2: the Wii Motion Plus is that the Wii Motion Plus just kills the battery life of the Wii Remote. That's, yes, that's I...
1: uncomplained.
4: I... Doesn't I had to
1: it? do an awful lot of charging with that one. <laughs> yeah, hopefully
4: I, can I play I, that game. I did not go through that many batteries. Hmm. Is were you using like the not like the add-on, like just the the Wii remote that has it built in?
2: No, not the one with built-in. The one with attachment.
4: Oh, uh, so, okay. Well, yeah. I I think the one without the attachment it doesn't have that issue.
2: Yeah, it's just, you know, with the attachment one, it's like, you know, I probably went through more batteries on Skuller score- than I did through Xenoblade. <laughs> Ooh. Wow.
5: And let's see, you spent roughly um, five, six times ze- with Xenoblade?
2: Yeah. yeah. That's conservatively.
5: <laughs> I- I'm just trying to get a rough estimate here, so that'll do. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: So, I'm thinking gold remote's worth it, guys. Actually, 50 <laughs> bucks or so, I'm just if- sitting here, I listen to everything you guys said, and I'm still thinking gold controller. I'm, I am I went and picked it up, I'm holding it in my hand right now. It is gorgeous. I, I'm thinking worth it.
4: It is, yeah. Yeah. Just- but then if...
5: Now, Phil, Mike... You have to decide are you going to use the gold remote or are you going to place it some in a position of honor and look at it
0: <laughs> Well oh, that's no, it that's must, what I did. Must be used. I, I have a I have a you know you ever seen those sword holders for like katanas and stuff I've got like a miniature one just like that where I gently put the the gold remote I have you know when I pick it up look at it, put it back in there and I don't play with it because I'm afraid that I'm gonna fling it and it's gonna hit the wall and get all damaged so what I do instead is I play with the normal Wii remote but I worship it first so I bow down I do a little prayer <laughs> burn some incense and after doing that for about five or ten minutes I'm ready to play Skyward Sword
5: uh, does it affect your performance
0: um, you know I, I think it does I think my performance is enhanced <laughs> it is rock solid
5: all right, everybody, Phil has just confided a way to improve your Zelda performance. <laughs> Everyone listen to him. Worship the Wii mode. And, um... Of course, you can only worship the gold one. The regular Wiimotes are not worth it.
0: Just, you, you got to have gold. Yeah, got to have gold. I'm
5: not making up these rules. Yep. It's Phil's rules here. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, that that kind
5: of uh, killed the the
0: conversation <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So pretty funny Alright so I think that's it Anything else before we So we're telling everyone that they need to go out And not just buy a copy of this But rather get the collector super new edition Just because it costs a few bucks You shouldn't let that get between you and awesomeness You know uh yeah. yeah, You can buy the Wonderful 101 with that money $2.7 <laughs> $2. You could buy a Wii U with that money <laughs>
2: <laughs> I,
4: I appreciate you trying to get people to buy The Wonderful 101, but I think that's a lost cause At this point uh, Oh, oh like it, as, kind of uh, Christmas It's been so fun It's Yeah, unfortunately know, It's, man. It, it's the platinum purse. Anybody who knows curse. video
5: games knows that If you have a Nintendo console, you will get Certain exclusives that are worth playing
3: yeah, Though I mean, you do that. have
5: to you do have to de- spread that word to the masses who uh well let 's just say that and trying to enlighten them is probably a lost cause mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm thinking of certain relatives of mine at this point, but i'm sure everyone can come up with a, with their own examples mm mm-hmm. ah uh, sadly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay um. alright, well let's move on here, so we got another game here on the list, and that would be <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time 3D, developed by Nintendo EAD, published by Nintendo, this was released here in North America on June 19th 2011 for your Nintendo 3DS system, and you'll be happy to know, boys and girls, when you're playing this, you don't have to wave it through the air, you will not get arm fatigue playing Ocarina of Time 3D yeah, no you don't have to like... Nah. I mean, you mean know, I won't have with...
5: to use the stupid gyroscope function in the 3DS like I did with Mario & Luigi Dream Team?
0: Hmm, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember it's, gyro coming into play. It, it's optional. optional. Oh, is it optional? I must have turned it off or something. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, so i got this because uh, i had a 3ds early on it's a birthday present for my wife and there wasn't a whole lot of games out at the beginning of the 3ds's lifespan um so when this came out we're like oh yeah this is this is like your killer beginning at you know game you got to get because pilot wings can only hold you for so long um actually i have this nice tactical uh shadow ops or something a tactical RPG that was actually kind of surprising
4: Shadow Wars
0: yeah Shadow Wars <laughs> Ghost Recon Ghost Recon like, Ghost Recon's like the last franchise I would get into and, oh yeah the uh, Tom Clancy thing yeah the Tom yeah. Clancy thing has never appealed to me at all uh, well, I, I
4: think that game was actually designed by the original designer of the XCOM series oh
0: that's why I like it because <laughs> <laughs> I like XCOM
4: yeah well there you go
0: alright so anyways uh, back to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time a 3D um you know, I played Ocarina of Time back on the N64, absolutely adored it, loved it to death, um, actually got all the way through it, which again is saying something, if you guys know me, Bill <laughs> completing games, have a heart attack, um, especially RPGs, but, um, uh, you well, know... Well, did you
5: play it back when it was new? I think you had more free time then.
0: Uh, when I played it back, well, I think I got the original, like, maybe a year or two after it came out. I didn't, like, rush on get it right away, so... Uh, that music gets stuck in your head even now I think it's stuck in my head that darn yeah damn it's stuck in my head oh my gosh Uh, you can't get it out so yes the game does apparently I'm just looking at some notes here it does uh, to answer Mike's question use the gyroscope technology to look around if you want like you said it's optional Um, to look around aim the bow boomerang hook shot long shot and slingshot in the first person mode Uh, which is something kind of similar I think Mario the 3D Land or whatever the heck it's called, uh, the first 3D Mario, you know, that that one if you're looking through like the telescopes and stuff you can move your 3DS around to kind of look around, so yeah, kind of optional though in, in, in both of those games it sounds like um, the 3DS version has the modified Master Quest Dungeons and Mirror Overworld in addition to the original game because I believe the Mirrored Overworld that was in the, uh, let's see here um, no, I don't remember, wasn't, was there an original, was there a Mirrored Overworld somewhere that I'm not remembering
4: uh, before this? I don't know. I don't know no. there was the the Master Quest version. I don't know where it, that... Uh, 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 it was Dark, you know, it was Dark, Dark, Dark
0: World
5: K- and Link to the Past?
0: I don't know. Ah, somebody <laughs> no, who knows just... more about Ocarina of Time will tell us, because I'm one of those silly... I'm one of those silly people that once I beat it, I didn't go and try to find out if there was like well, a second world like there is in no, the original Legend of Zelda.
4: There was no the Master Quest was something. The Master uh, Quest was a separate it, disc release. They released some special promotion. Uh, yeah, ah. that, yeah, Master Quest I think was
1: based on the uh, on the on the was the disc the disc add on for the N64, yeah, the, the, and then it got turned into uh, a promotional thing for Wind Waker's release. It was a the pre order bonus you could get yeah. Ocarina of Time and oh. and Ocarina of Time Master Quest. It's
0: oh like yeah. That, that's yeah, I I've got it. that. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, cuz I've got that promotional disc. I get this. I got out of EB Games like um I don't know how many years ago, but it was there for like 25 bucks. That was a no-brainer. You get Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. But, so that's where you get... Okay, that that's very interesting to know. Um, they have a... Uh, and a, they also have a boss challenge mode where you get to fight all the bosses one at a time or in sequential order. Um, and the Master Quest has its own boss challenge mode uh, where the boss arenas are mirrored. enemies do twice the amount of damage because, you know, they weren't doing enough before. So if you really think you're the the Zelda master, uh, there's some ways to test that and, and see if you can get the best times or something, I'm sure. Um... There is also the inclusion of some optional brief video clips. They're called Visions that serve kind of like giving you some casual hints in case you get lost or have trouble solving the game's numerous puzzles. Uh, personally, I just hit up the FAQ which I had to do, I think, twice when I played the original game back in the day. Uh, especially in the Water Temple. Um,
4: yeah. Oh, the Water Temple's a lot easier in this version, though. <laughs> oh, is it? Because it was a pain know. in the ass. That's what I heard, too.
0: Okay. I,
4: I felt, Have you played the Water Temple in the new one yet? No,
0: no, I didn't get that from the new they've one. They've
4: added, like, directions on the wall that point you to uh Get that out. like they guide you to each of the areas that raise and lower the Oh, that is so
0: wrong. You should have to read an FAQ. You should have <laughs> to read, an, read an, FAQ an FAQ like I did. No, like, I, well, well, right. it, Listen, it, boys and girls, when I was your Phil. age, okay, <laughs> and I was playing this game, I had to read an FAQ. And you know what's really interesting about text based FAQ that's trying to explain, you know, in three dimensions where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to pull next? And you're in yeah. this water and you don't know which way's up or down or anything like it, It's evil.
1: And that's why you buy a strategy guide.
0: It has to- <laughs> the, guys, I, was too, I was too cheap ass to get the strategy guide, and I paid for it. It by spending like forever going back and <laughs> forth through that FAQ trying to figure out which way was up. I mean, that was, was this in the hard. days
5: before GameFAQs? Yes. Mm. Um, was it? Well, it was, uh, I think I first used really GameFAQs at the end of 2000. So, before but I don't the, know how long it had existed before that.
4: Hmm. But yeah. At any rate,
5: I, it's it's much handier to have that strategy guide right beside you than to go <laughs> over to your monitor and look at the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's definitely something to be said. I'm gonna start collecting strategy guides. I swear.
4: Um, yeah, but, but Phil, I was trying to say that the the water dungeon is still really hard. It's okay. just it's less tedious because you're like, okay, I need to get the water level here. How in God's name do I get it there? Yeah. Now now that that part taken out of the equation, the dungeon is less less frustrating, but still something you have to figure out.
0: Ah, and I guess I should have said this at the beginning, but we're not going over the entire game because we, no. had, we just did this. So many shows ago, you can look it up in our archives, and I'll remind you where those are at the end of the show. Um, so I'm just kind of going and highlighting some of the uh, some of the changes. The stone of agony from the original version has been replaced with the shard of agony. Uh, serves the same purpose, but it makes a sound uh, to inform you of secrets nearby. It'll make it a little bit easier because there's no equivalent to the rumble feature. It is like a rumble feature back on the um, yeah. on the N64. If you had that rumble pack hanging out the bottom of your controller, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's pretty much the main main changes. Uh, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same game. I liked I liked the fact that it's on a smaller screen. As I've said before, with the PSP and playing some PS One games, when you're when you're talking that generation of games, playing going back and retro playing those on big screens really can make your eyes bleed. But when you shrink them down on these three inch screens, all of a sudden the 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 low polygon count and stuff, it works great.
5: Stop I, jabbing you in the eyeballs so
4: much.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, I mean, they also really updated a lot of stuff about the game. They've added a bunch of new little touches to, like, all the buildings you go in and Yeah, everything. they
0: retouched the textures, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so... So it addition, looks a little better anyways.
4: In addition to looking better because it's on a smaller screen, it just, they've made it look better in general. And, and the, the dual screen is a really modernized handy. version. Yeah, and the yeah. dual
0: screen is really handy because having yeah. your inventory, a map down there... Hel- helps, helps helps out a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean if you're going to go back and play it this is the definitive version the definitive way to go back and re-experience that classic um, it, it, it just changes enough to freshen it up and give you some different ways to to play through like the boss rush mode and whatever but the original game is still there completely and totally intact the way you remember it uh, for the better with updated textures uh, and oh my gosh what am I thinking didn't even talk about oh yes you can flip on a 3D mode and mm-hmm. which I don't always have that on because I tend to be moving around my DS a lot but if you're sitting still in your chair it is pretty neat seeing Hyrule in full 3D so experience Hyrule like you've never experienced it before in full 3D so um okay well that's all I got for Legend- oh, maybe we should look up the prices, huh? I, I can't imagine it's it's fluctuated that much. It's only been a couple of years, but just for kicks and giggles, well, let's see, the 3ds should still be available in a plenty. Its third anniversary, yeah, I think
1: you'll find it relatively easily in stores.
0: You know, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's um, it's going for about forty forty five dollars. Plenty of copies on eBay. Again, just waiting on those things doesn't help you out any. It's yeah, forty bucks on Amazon. Um, plenty of copies there. So, so it's still still it's same still price. Regular price. Super Mario 3D Land which came out a little bit later November 13 2011 is also on the list They're, uh 40 bucks. Um Star Fox has come down a little bit uh at 27.45. Um but uh, yeah, those uh, Mario Kart 7 still 40 bucks. Uh Fire, Fire Emblem Awakening it had some sales out there for uh, during the holidays but it's still sitting at 40 bucks. You
4: can al- you can also get it on the eShop, shop. Yeah. 39.99. Yeah, if you want. Fire Emblem or green both actually
0: someone's gonna have to a convince me one day though I always get concerned about that. I've said this before, but I'm always worried that if I lose or break my three d s yeah, breaking yeah. it is fine, losing it though, yeah, yeah, if you break it, you can
1: send it to Nintendo and they can transfer it for you. I've uh-huh. had that. Happen to me, but if you lose it or get stolen, yeah, sorry. They're so too bad for you.
0: <laughs> they're so backwards. I mean, the PSP years ago was account based, so if you lost one, you could download to another one. Of course, you can only do that like twice, I think, before they get a little cranky at you. But I'm sure an email or two or a phone call, if you explained it, they'd probably help you out. But oh well. Um, so that's uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time 3D. If you want to play it again or you haven't played it for the first time, go grab it for your 3DS. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll come back to wrap this up with the final lap. Welcome back. We're ready to wrap this up with the final app. This is the part of the show where we just basically wrap things up, talk about what's on our minds. And since uh, we haven't talked in a month, we didn't record last show, we took the holidays off. We've got a lot on our plate to talk about probably. Um, but first off, we'll mention that our next show will be about Marvel Ultimate Alliance. We'll be recording that in about two weeks. Love those games. We'll love one of them, sort of, kind of, sort of the other one um oh,
5: we, we can we have enough love for the first one yeah it just kind of spills about. over to the second then one we, then we can talk about the second one yes yeah. we can talk about it without necessarily loving it yeah so there you go <laughs> um,
0: so we'll talk on about that and what else what else what else what else oh i know we can talk about forum stuff didn't we have some post i think we had some we post. probably did i thought we had some posts. Um, um, hey, there's a big...
5: Yes, yes, we had forum posts. We, we had... And I, I, I so remember what they are that I will tell you what they are in just a minute as soon as I stop doing this other thing that unfortunately saps all of my concentration. Yeah,
0: well, we <laughs> uh, we got some uh, comments about our last show, Coins, Robots, Knights, and Phantoms. Um,
5: oh, yes, and they were almost all about Brigandine, which I would never would have expected to be the game that spawned... The... All of the conversation.
0: But that was the one, I, you know, I, I mean, gosh, after you guys talked about, it, I want to go and play, the other ones were like, uh, meh. And I've said this before, meh games just aren't fun. I mean, they're just meh. See, that's deep thinking right there, isn't it? Whoa. whoa. Uh, let's see. Balance says. There's
5: a Keanu Reeves movie in theaters now. Go see him. I'm sure he will say, whoa, somewhere in it.
0: Uh, balance whoa. says, the thing is, if it was easier to get and play Dragon Force, I would in a flash. I'm not sure. I've got a Saturn in my attic. I remember now. I have a Dreamcast. I'm one of those that love Brigadine. But yes, in terms of pure mechanics and not overall charm – I would rate various Super Robot Wars and Front Missions over it. Well, I think we, we all would too, but, but Burgundy is pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, sure. I'm not some kind of game speculator, but you notice it's never the most popular figurines, cards that become expensive to collect. It's the obscure limited edition strangeness. I respect your analysis of the game, but I have to disagree. As Personally, it just gave me and my sister so much fun that even now we would not sell it. Pokemon tactics in comparison bored me to death. Pokemon Tactics, Tactics, but they thinking Pokemon, I'm, is that, uh, what game is that? Pokemon uh, Conquest. Oh, Pokemon Conquest is awesome, what do you mean Borgia to death? Oh, get off my forum, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> We're kicking him off, okay. Uh, I, you
4: need... What, What? I think we gave, I think some like awesome reviewer on our site gave that like a 4.0, point Alright,
0: good job, awesome reviewer.
5: Yeah, I think that awesome reviewer might be here right now. Alright, good Quite job. Quite possibly.
0: Good job, awesome reviewer. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Pokemon Tactics bored me to death. I liked Karcha was pretty, but it was pretty forgettable in comparison. Uh, I would check out Vanguard Bandits very soon, though I have a PSP. Thanks for the hard work on the backtracks. I enjoy them all—the music, the discussions, the relentless and necessary sarcasm, and hours spent playing terrible games. The podcast link. So here, here's a fan of our, our yes three I, hour I marathons that
5: no one, no one showed up to sing the praises of Hoshigami.
0: Mm, no one came <laughs> No one came to its defense?
5: Even though somebody did come to its defense when I posted the review of it.
0: Yeah. So uh, Galeon said he's very happy to hear that we were discussing Brigadine, not only because it's easily everyone's favorite tactical RPG of all time. Well, okay, that might be stretching it just a tad. But mostly because I now know I'm not the only person that has played this Game of epic officeiness. See, that's what backtrack's okay, all okay, about. Phil, Phil, you know, see,
5: you are clearly not putting enough emphasis on how truly wonderful the game is, notwithstanding our discussion of its flaws, which are obviously irrelevant to its awesomeness.
0: <laughs> I, I guess not. Well, uh, you know, uh, so. Uh, but I love how he says, "I'm not the only one to play." See, that's what backtrack is all about. We're we're here to help you come out of the closet to say, "Yes, I have played." this game and I'm not alone. There are other people who played as well and we support each other. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just got a tear, tear I, I got something stuck in my eye. Uh, you forgot to mention one of the greatest things about this game though. You didn't mention that all uh that of all this leaders, Lance is the only one who starts off at a whooping level one, making him so superior, he'll easily take on those Hydras and Dragons with no problem. LOL
5: I well, I didn't play as Lance, so that explains uh... it. but I did. I did play the game, so I noticed. Yeah, he starts at level one. So you, like so many games in the tactical realm, if your leader goes down, you lose. Mm. So hmm. you kind of do need to watch out with, for Lance at level one. Although he will presumably go up fairly fast. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Honestly, though. Brigandine versus Dragon Force. we looked at the prices of Brigandine on the last episode you can get a Saturn and Dragon Force, which is not a cheap game for about as much as you'd be looking to acquire Brigandine now I think you'll enjoy Dragonforce more
0: wait, wait, I really do that's not the one I can play on my PSP am I confusing this with another game uh, isn't that the one I set out on my PSP or is that another game that was Vanguard Bandits oh my bad okay
5: yeah, this is, Brigandine is not on the PlayStation Network. Not.
0: Mm. Okay, got it.
5: I mean, you can hack the thing and get it on there somehow, <laughs>
0: oh. some kind of
5: way, Whew. and you cannot hack the Saturn to put it on your PSP or your DS or your 3DS or your f- mobile Android phone, whatever. You're going to have to play Dragon Force on a console. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so horribly dispirited on your behalf <laughs> for having to play Dragon Force that way. Please, please, don't – do your best not to have your eyes gouged out by the couple hundred sprites on the screen at once doing things that are pretty cool. Please, please, don't Don't become – don't lose the will to live. Please
0: don't. NES uh, Dalja says, I have to say I like the Wheel of Time series in the following ways. Book 1 through 6 are very good with a dip in quality in book 5 books seven through ten were almost pure filler and garbage in fact as i'm sure you know which i don't so i'll take your word for it book ten was the last day in book nine stretched over 700 pages holy cow i thought War and peace was bad uh, I loved 11 through 14, but still prefer some aspects of Jordan's writing over Sanderson's. Overall, it's an amazingly layered plot, and to be honest, I don't see Sanderson's Stormlight archive being nearly as good as The Wheel of Time. Jordan, however, in my opinion, is still the man at writing battle scenes, which makes sense as he was in the Vietnam War. Sanderson was the perfect fill-in for Jordan, but I wish Jordan was around to finish it. So he started the reading the series in April of 2012 took him until August of 2013 to get it get through it. He said it was a journey and painful in some parts, kind of like some of the RPGs we we play. <laughs> but at the end it all worked out and he managed to conquer it as he read the last 700 pages of book 14 in one day because it was just that good. So there you go. Um uh, awesome post guys. You can you can post your thoughts at board.rpgamer.com. Um I don't know if you have to do a slash forum on that one, but uh, you can find a link at rp.gamer.com on the left-hand side for forums right there. One little one little note: we had uh, we had a post from uh, Gotti Guy. Uh, re- re- I guess he's listening to some of our older shows, and he's uh, he listening. And to he, And he posted on
5: the the Lagaya episode, right? So, and I know Nathan was on that, so he can he can abet this comment if he if he chooses to,
0: yeah. So he says, personally, this is one of my favorite RPGs of all times. Of course, at the time, my RPG experience was limited to Pokemon games. So maybe those roll-colored glasses of time have allowed me an overly favorable opinion of the game relative to others I have subsequently played. I will give the first game in particular extra points for showing the customizable look you can get with each new armor set that you can acquire throughout the game. Although that was mentioned in a podcast.
5: what if- Yes, we did mention that because it was cool.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. One of the little neat, neat little tidbits about the game is where you rip music from the disc, the PSF files. There is one track which seems to be a bit out of place. That would be the theme for... That,
5: that we did not do, unless you did it and we never <laughs> talked about it, Nathan. He, no, I...
0: Don't do you weren't sitting around <laughs> ripping uh, music off your uh, game disc? No. Uh, he's-
5: okay, Then, then this is... In, this is information we did not have before
0: I used to do that with some of my old uh, CD-ROM DOS games back in the day uh, anyways uh, I'll just see if I could play the music tracks of my CD players um, anyways he said that would be the theme for one of the Wild Arms games apparently it was a placeholder that was never removed from the listing the, um, through all the stages of production so that's a very interesting little tidbit to note um, anywho, if you are listening to our older shows and you would like to leave some comments, uh, what we would uh, ask you to do because of our forum rules is it's not a great idea to go back to those threads once they're uh, over a month old and, and post on them, which gets them bumped up. Um, it makes uh, some of our administrators unhappy. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So,
5: speaking of our administrators, Strawberry happens to be Cassandra happens to be one. Yeah, Cassandra, Hello. isn't that against the rules or something? <laughs> yep, very much. It.
0: Right. In the rules, right there. We, we call it. Nope. What do we call it? Necro Mancy or something? Necro posting. Necro posting. There you go. So, what you can do is you got a couple of options. You can email uh, Mike or myself, and we'll mention our email addresses at the end. Uh, you can always uh, also write your comments uh, on the newest thread. So, even though you're listening to an older show, you could say, "Hey, you know, I was listening to 102, uh, number 102." And here's what I thought about that one. Um, you're more than welcome to do that. We're, we're kind of okay. We prefer the email, but if, if you're just a thready person and you don't like to do email, you can you can do that. And well, we'll read that on the air as well. Um,
5: and and if you do it that way, then it leads us to think that we have even more traffic coming in to, to focus on our shows, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. No,
0: no. So, th- but thank you all, everyone who left comments. Uh, I love seeing a lot, and there was a lot on there this week. So awesome, great job. Now it's time to do our roundtable where we ask our panelists and our host what is interesting, fun, and exciting for them. What you've been doing on the site, what you've been playing. This is your time to talk about whatever the hell you want. And we're going to start off with Mr. Nathan. Well, uh, for me,
2: I'm still deep, deep into my C 14 addiction. So I guess I'll talk about that since I'm in the end game now. It's been kind of fun.
0: Ooh, there's the an game.
2: Yeah, there's an end game. It's not huge, but it's fun. So well, and it's getting bigger. Well, so tell us about it. The um, well, basically, it's just a grind to get up three tiers of equipment. You got you first start uh, the, it, it, you beat the story. You've got your artifact gear, which is the level fifty gear. The next goal is to get up the level seventy gear, the dark light gear, which involves basically running the final dungeon a bunch of times. <laughs> Much easier after patch 2.1, which it's been a great patch so far. Like I really like how they've been supporting the game so much already. And the next you have to, that involves running the. Well, you can run the main final dungeon a bunch of times through the duty roulette, or you can tackle the higher end dungeons, which its more slowly, but you can also get myth tomes. You need the level 90 armor as you slowly get the level Sunday you can unlock the level you can go to Crystal Tower, which is the raid dungeon, which has been new and a lot of fun and I've been happy to beat it a couple times to get some nice gear. And that's the gets the level eighty gear. And if you keep accumulating the the tombstones um, of mythology, you can eventually at the rate of four hundred and fifty a week get like like less than one item each week and that's with a generous increase to the cap you can get the level 90 gear, and with that you can challenge the the end-game dungeon, the Binding Coil of Bahamut. And I'm slowly working my way up that, trying to get my relic weapon and such, and I'm probably boring you all to death.
0: No, you'd be surprised, um, you know, if if someone's <laughs> in that game, they're very interested <laughs> in what you gotta say right now. So, yeah, I mean, we get so comments if from you're... people out of the blue, it's like, oh, yeah, you said this about this, and that's where I'm at, so... Yeah, for me, I'm right now at Crystal Tower. I've got most of my Darklight, well, I'm, trying to,
2: I'm skipping on Darklight and trying to go to the Vanya robe, which is the player-crafted alternate to the Darklight gear, which is, well, I love up all my crafting classes a lot to get this stuff, and it's been very expensive and hard. But I'm, I've got the robe, and now I don't need to work on the hat, which is, you know, it's about the same strength as Darklight, but a lot more expensive, <laughs> so it's been taking some time. Hmm.
5: I gather that pretty much anything when you're doing an MMO is going to take some time.
2: Yeah, it, it really does. That's
5: just the impression from somebody who's never actually played one.
2: Yeah, this is uh, for me, it takes even more time since I'm trying to level up so many other classes in the meantime. Because, you know, false 14, you can change your class, and it's the same character. Dude try all kinds of things. So I got one class in the cap of 50, another 41, another I just got to 30, another I just got to 28, or... Then there's another one, Languishing, at 16, which I really did level up 26 to get a certain cross-class skill. And then a couple more at 15, and then there's, like, the four crafting classes at 50, a gathering class at fifty, two more crafting classes at 15, and a gathering class at 4, which I just, you know... It's fishing. I didn't really find it fun, so I didn't really stick with it. So I've been doing a lot of leveling.
0: We've heard that the crafting system's pretty fun in that game.
2: Oh, and it's really a really great crafting system. I really enjoyed it, so that's... I managed to stick through to get up four classes up to fifty, which and then gear them completely, and then make all of the gear for your brother since he did the same. So it's taken a while, but we're working on it. But we can use more people to join us over at the with our free companies. Like we've got a few people who are always playing, which has been really good since we've been the in game a bit together. But you know, a lot of other people haven't been playing, so I like I'm gonna bug you all now. Play more False Days
5: 14. I know somebody just, joined.
4: Oh yeah. Was, yeah you know.
5: While I, while I do hear your plea, I have to say the the sheer number of times that my internet likes to disconnect for no apparent reason makes it unlikely that I would have a fun time.
0: If I had yeah, yeah with me I guess that's a problem. Yeah, with me that it's always the it definitely would be the time factor if um, Cause if um, if I had lots of time, Mike would want me to do more podcasts. Um, no, um, yeah, I it's, and it's I a
2: quick if, game if you just focus on leveling up, though. It's...
0: Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope. Um, I hope one day in the not so distant future, my responsibilities will lighten up, and I'll be able to do some MMOing again.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't blame people
0: for not, you know, seeing as much time into it as I have because I've sunk a lot of time into it. <laughs> but I've heard yeah, you, like don't,
2: to... you don't have to sink that much time to really enjoy the game, which is one thing that's nice about it.
0: Yeah, I've heard that they've just made a lot of great improvements. I was even reading an article, uh, what is it, uh, PC Gamer, I believe, where they were just talking about how Square's really turned it around with this one.
2: Yeah, they really have. You know, they're continuing to make it better. Two point one was a great patch and they're working on two point two right now and I'm curious what it's gonna bring. Yep.
0: righty. How about uh how about Mr. Apps?
4: Well, I uh not too long ago got that review up for the guided fate paradox.
5: I seem uh, to with... remember helping with that. It it's quite favorable, in fact.
4: Yes. Uh, actually it's the fourth? game i've given a 4.5 i think I'm trying to remember along yeah. with monster hunter 3 ultimate this year so yeah it was uh you <laughs>
5: mean last year La-
4: yes yes you're right last year i'm oh, sorry
5: we've got to get into this mentality now yep. it's only going to get yes. worse as january creeps on
0: uh so. hey could could you do me a favor you know cuz we always have those big discussions about the percentages versus the RP Gamer scores and stuff like that what would in the in the metacritic universe what would a 75% roughly be in in RP Gamer score uh, probably a 3 3 yeah. right Maybe three point five. Maybe yeah. three point five if you stretch it right. So, yeah. so what? A, just taking a little look. The only reason I ask is because Metacritic score on Creative Fate Paradox right now is a seventy five, which is like a three three point five, and and you've done blown this away with a four point five. So maybe maybe the internet's right and well, you're completely wrong. Have you thought about well, that? Well, well, let me ask you this, Phil. Yeah.
4: How many reviewers out there do you know that really get roguelikes or could really get a roguelite roguelike married to Disgaea cuz i don't think there's that many really Well,
0: you know, to, yeah, answer, your, very niche to thing, answer your To answer
2: your
4: question, yeah. i'm
0: going to take a look at the IGN reviewer who did it on IGN and <laughs> oh, it turns out that
5: ah uh, yes, the the fount of wisdom that is IGN <laughs> Let us wait for these peels of beautiful wordage.
0: Yes. To come down let,
5: let us
4: anything. let us sup from their wisdom
5: yeah yeah it will fill our knowledge-deprived minds and leave us without want
0: (laughs) um yeah and i mean this reviewer um apparently her last few reviews were playstation all-stars gravity rush um rocking cats by atlas i mean she's clearly a deep rpg holic um, so I don't see what the problem is here. Oh, Madden 25. You know, I mean, come on. What's what's yeah, the problem here? Hey, Madden 25
5: more. is an incredibly complex game that you need to explain to everyone because it differs in so many respects from all the the 24 previous Maddens. Right, right.
0: Mm, mm. It, it is. I mean, and that's yeah, what everyone's I mean, it's into. got
5: different players, and I'm sure their uniforms look different. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a big difference concluded. right there. We probably shouldn't pick on the poor reviewer
2: too much. It's like, you know, we have to review a lot of different things. So. I'm know, not picking on her. I'm uh, picking on Madden 25. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, that's perfectly. Fair. I, uh, I didn't I, need mean to think pick that's on any reviewers legitimate. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> uh, like, anybody... where are we
4: going with this again? Uh, <laughs> we were I don't just know talking really about like how
0: you were wrong and in the internet's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay,
5: uh, the IGN review of. Okay. Okay. What
0: about RPG fan? Okay. Come on, they give it like a seventy-nine percent.
5: Oh, well, that's not very far off of the twenty-five, the seventy-five Metacritic. That's now, right.
0: It? I mean, they apparently got their ducks in a row. What's our problem? Oh, yeah. and I follow that reviewer on Twitter. I follow well, that reviewer on Twitter.
4: <laughs> he has good opinions. Okay. Well, I, I don't care what anyone else oh, thought okay, of the game. I thought it was awesome. All right. I thought it was a huge improvement on zhp and just like a great mix of roguelike mechanics and like the grinding and well, this guy this is just this is what's the, funny when you absolute blast. when
0: you read the cons from other people and i'm just looking through some of these reviews other reviews um one says unimpressive presentation oh, that's what the rpg person says unimpressive presentation because you know we all play roguelikes to have stell your 3d yeah. high texture <laughs> graphics occasionally cringeworthy dialogue because we know that all of atlas's stuff is like the most serious <laughs> top-notch writing ever it's never yeah not atlas not no well this is an not atlas that. or whoever did who who did this one At-
5: everything atlas he, does yeah, yeah. is socially significant people yeah. You are going to Oh Nipponichi, I'm sorry. New things. Yeah. NIS. Way.
0: Oh, NIS is even worse. Oh my gosh, the disc Oh my goodness great. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're going to be well known for their di- Okay, Ho-Hum Audio. Uh, again, you're not wearing your you're not pulling out your 5.1 sound for a roguelike. Uh and tedious character progression. Oh, there there you go. There's the there's the photon torpedo right there. Tedious character progression in, in a roguelike RPG. <sighs> oh, okay,
2: roguelike RPG that's
0: of the, of the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's <laughs> it's <Gaia>. even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You might as well complain that the sky was blue today. So, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out of my system. More, more of that incessant okay. sarcasm that our posters are praising us for. Any, I, I didn't mean to steal from you, Mike. Keep going. Well, I did mean to steal from you, but keep going anyways.
4: I, I, I don't <laughs> know where it was
5: now.
0: Oh, you were talking about things. You, you did a review. <laughs> Yeah, you okay, were talking uh, about why you praised it and why you're an anarchist. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> uh, so
4: the story dungeons each have like their own gimmick to it. So instead of just your typical okay, wandering room to room, you know, randomly generated areas. Uh, there's let me let me think of some of the gimmicks. There's one where instead of like. You know, going through different rooms or trying to find the the exit. You are it's like a chase. There's like this wall that you have to avoid, so you just have to keep moving forward and eventually get to the exit at the end of like a tunnel type thing. Um, there's one dungeon where you are. Um, it takes place on a giant 3D cube. Which I don't think any other roguelike has done.
5: Is it a Rubik's Cube or just a standard cube?
4: Just like a standard cube, and like there's there's just like red red lines you see on there that serve as the walls. So you kind of have to find your way through a mini-maze to the exit. Um, let's see, what were some of the other ones? Uh, I shouldn't have this trouble remembering I just played this game. Um... There was one where you're like in some post apocalyptic version of earth that's been flooded and you have to like manipulate water levels. Uh just you know it's just just not really what you expect from a roguelike at all. You know, I've never really seen a game do anything with the mechanics like that.
0: It's been out for 2 months now almost. I wonder if it's gone down in price yet. And rogue roguelike niche type of thing. I'm thinking I can hold off on this till it hits twenty. Oh oh sorry got a ten dollar price drops down to forty. It's got the little fifty dollar crossed out, it's got forty <laughs> next to it. Uh, but then again Disgaea D two, that's only down to forty. Time Eternity eternity's twenty five bucks, huh? Wow. Yeah,
5: oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure everybody <laughs> wants to play that after reading Sam's review of it. Wow.
1: Yeah, really. Why well, am I
0: Hawk, Why? Ooh, the Witch in a Hundred Nights coming out. Was that has anybody reviewed that one yet? Do we get like a pre copy uh, on that one? That's not out till March. Like you no know, Japanese yeah. version on that one. I don't think no, so. No, I guess guys. We, we we've already got Brave Odyssey, here. uh Brave Whatever uh up already. Bra- Bravely, Bravely
5: go into financial trouble. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Bravely bankrupt.
5: <laughs> then again, apparently it was released in the EU. Ahead of yeah. its release in North America, so I'm lucky, so Alex. Going.
0: Yeah. Yep. Ooh, hey, We're the guided Faith so paradox limited edition, one hundred and forty-five dollars. Oh well, you got to have that. What no, do you, you get don't get really need that. Edition? <laughs> well, you get you get the you get two music CDs. You get an angel handbook. Very important. Looks like you get like a little framed picture of the – uh couple of the characters doing a high five or holding arms or something. I can't tell. Uh, and then there looks like there's these you know, cards like uh, of each of the characters, uh, like playing cards except like bigger.
5: Trading cards, playing trading cards are card. the kind that you mail to people. Yeah,
0: you know, kind of like postcard size, just pictures of the characters. Um
5: Little... Well, then you could stick an address on the back and write something to somebody, and you'd have instant gamer postcards.
0: Yeah, it's a little underwhelming for hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I was—I I don't know—I was somehow expecting something more than that, like um, gold press platinum on the inside or something. But um, hmm.
5: now, now, Mister Apps, I think that perhaps your memory on this game may have suffered a bit because of the other review game that you're dealing with. Could that well,
4: Hollow Knight's three? I th- could Most that be a factor? Yes. That game is relentlessly
0: boring. <laughs> <sighs> oh, sad to hear. So, uh, yeah. Mike, is there anything else you'd like to say that uh, Miki and I could totally steal the spotlight on?
4: um Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds is amazing.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to go out and get that one right now. Yeah, Yeah. We
5: can't um, talk about it because it is a fresh release.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: Yeah. yeah, I th- I thought that, you know, I was done with 2D Zeldas, you know, a new one wouldn't really do anything for me, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> completely and utterly wrong, because I, like, marathoned through that game in, like, a week. So, there you go. Hey,
0: Disgaea D2 Collector's Edition is $140. Oh, wait, it was Mike's Star- turn. I keep forgetting. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Abs, did you have anything else? Nope, that's it. Did, did I mention it comes with two petite figures, Chibi yeah. Etna uh, and Chibi Flan?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta run, guys. All right, have, have good fun.
0: Good
5: night. A good night. good night. Glad to have you.
0: Great. Right, you see what you did, Minky? You interrupt him so much, you chased him away. Uh, I think I woke up the baby. That's what oh, I did. Oh, <laughs> that's true. I did hear the baby in the background. Hmm. Well, let's see if we can be a little bit more hospitable towards Cassandra Ramos.
1: Oh uh, well, let me see here. On this, well, I've been doing a lot more news stories as of late. Now that I finally found a time to get back to that, nothing else to say. Just you know, every so often, one of those, one of those is mine. <laughs> and also on the, uh, it's not uh, also on the site uh, for. It's just the beginning of twenty fourteen. We're starting on. It's it's more for the forum, but we're starting on our, on our new um, like marathon. For the past couple of years, we've been marathoning games, either a series or. Based on some kind of theme or something they all share. This year for 2014, it's a year of one-hit wonders. Although we're being a little loose, we're also including um, games cross. that maybe only, yeah. There's, there's games that there's like maybe like only two in like there's only two games of we said it doesn't spark like three or more, so we're kind of counting those as well.
5: Yeah, I noticed the first Baton Kaitos is in there. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. It, it, there's only you know Baton Kaitos Origins that never went anywhere from there. So, yeah, this month for January, there's Chrono Cross. It's already started. Uh, following that is Solata Robo Red the Hunter. Uh, in March, which, it's... but
5: Which definitely is a one-hit wonder. Well, unless you're being a, really generous.
1: Well, yeah, because it doesn't... It, was it called Tail Concerto? It's a sort of kind of follow-up, to. I mean, I don't know anything yeah, about
5: but it. Yeah, but I don't either, except that it's not an RPG, even yeah. if it stretches really, really far.
1: So, but yeah, one hit wonder seems like a good fit for that. So, March is is a bit botan Kaitos, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean. April is the Last Story. May is Rogue Galaxy. June will be Radiant Historia. July will be Legend of Dragoon. August is Resident of Fate. September is Radiata Stories. October is Fragile Dreams. Farewell Ruins of the Moon. November is Near, and December is the World Ends with You. So, yeah, come and check that out.
5: I seem to remember Nier getting a lot of praise on this very podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. It did. And you covered Radiata stories not too long ago, I believe. Yeah. Jeez,
5: that, that was a while oh, back. maybe that
1: was a long ago. I,
5: I remember no, liking that go. game, and it was a good game, but <laughs> I, I can't come up with too much specific about it right now, except that the lead was named Jack Russell, which really inspired me to think of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to kick things a lot. Taking things is good. It
1: is. So yeah, come on, you know, you know, start play those games along with us, post in the threads about your progress and any thoughts on the game. And yeah, have some fun. Um, let me see here. I guess the, the last game on a that I beat on a console, and it takes me a while to beat any of those, is kind of fun is actually one that we'll be doing a little later this year, um, Fragile Dreams, Farewell Ruins of the Moon. Uh it's what Definitely one of more like obscure titles on the Wii. Uh, it's a uh, post takes place in post apocalyptic Japan. You will play as a boy named Sato, and you explore you know this p- completely empty uh, Tokyo. He seems possibly the only person left on the planet, though he does manage to find one other girl, but she runs away from him as soon as, she, as soon as he runs as soon as he sees her, and he, as he her his journey is to try to find her and to find any other people and. It focuses a lot on atmosphere and sort of evoking like that extreme loneliness of, you know, being having no one else around as Seto does manage to f- befriend people, although people are rather unusual in certain ways. And then a lot of times he has to say goodbye to them. You could, could find items to find out more about what happened to the world. It's it's I mean, it's not the it's far far away from the best game I've ever played, but it's it's certainly very memorable. I quite enjoyed it
5: sometimes being unique enough that it doesn't uh, blend in with anything else is a recommendation all by itself.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I've got to say.
5: I seem to remember reading that you've still been at the Pokemon breeding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's an eternal, that's just, that's perennial for me.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to talk about something perennial too, so it makes you feel any better. You can talk about because...
1: What's more to say? I mean, I'm working ever so slowly on my team that I hope to use for competitions, but I never ever actually get around to participating in those competitions. This game makes it a bit easier to make um, what you call a quote-unquote perfect Pokemon, which is a Pokemon with the highest stats possible for its species. Although I'm not going to go back and rebreed all the ones I have already because I've spent literally years on those Pokemon. I'm not going to start from scratch, but I may as well just do new ones. And I would transfer all my old Pokemon from black, white, from, oh in my case, white and white too. But the Pokemon bank is still not up yet due to weird troubles Nintendo's having with the eShop. Oh, really? I, th- I thought yeah. that was
0: up and running.
1: I wish. Ah. So, yeah, we'll have to wait a bit longer on
0: those, it seems. All right. Hmm. Well, Mr. Minky, spotlight's on you.
5: Well, you can see a number of reviews that I've been putting on the site since we last did this. I reviewed the very first Summon Knight, which plays nothing like the ones that came out in English. It is, in fact, a tactical game with some good points, such as experience that you gain goes into a pool that you can then distribute freely once the battle is over instead of having to throw your guy right out there and hope that he doesn't die. And it had an interesting final boss where unless you kill all of the little minions running around first, you can only deal one damage at a time to it. And it has, well, you know, 999 hit points isn't all that much in many games, but if you can only deal one damage at a time... It's going to take a long time to wear that sucker down. And on the other hand, it just wasn't terribly memorable to me. And I suspect by the time we ever do a summon night episode, I will remember very little about the thing. But, you know, it if you really if you want a genial, fairly pleasant tactical RPG that isn't guaranteed to stick in your mind for long, Go for it. It's it's pretty easy to play as an import, I'll give it that. I was hoping to have a review for our site at long last of Agarest, Generations of War. (laughs) You know, I've sunk 96 hours into the expletive deleted thing by now. And yet, at least three of those hours were going through... The same plot sequence, followed by a fight, followed by some more plot sequence, followed by going into a town and crashing. It did this ten times in a row. So I finally just caved. I asked Mac, here's my save file. Send it to Ghostlight. See if somebody can get past this stupid thing and let me progress. Because I'm tired of fighting the same freaking fight, only to watch it crash a couple minutes later. I just, and you know, I focus on the crashing because I really take that personally, but I hate this game. I really, I really loathe it. I'm, if I ever play anything by Idea Factory again, it will have to be years from now after I've had enough time to let the memories lapse so that I can forget just how much hatred and loathing and despicable feelings this is bringing up to my core. So, no. You you will not find a positive review.
0: This is is our dedication, boys and girls, to doing reviews and doing them right. (laughs) Wow. Let Let
5: me check this again. 96 hours. I'm late in the fourth generation. And there's still a fifth generation after this. Jeez. This game, even... It somehow is the Mobius strip of games. You, you get sucked in there and you, you can never leave and it always feels like you're about at the same point in the game because they're always yammering about the same stupid things over... No, no, no. Uh, uh, let, let me back off. Let me ease back. Beep, let, my, beep, let my blood pressure lower.
3: Beep, beep. <sighs>
5: um, okay. Um, I have played a little bit of Front Mission 2089 on my DS. It borrows a whole lot from Front Mission 1, visually and orally, but so far, it's kind of fun. And as soon as I realized that the person who originally owned it had apparently finished it, and I mistakenly chose the option that allowed me to increase the difficulty for the first battle without upping any of my stats, I um restarted it, because if you increase the difficulty, there is no freaking way you can win. <laughs> In any RPG-first battle, if you increase the difficulty to the point where the enemies literally can only die if you get lucky with every shot... Um, no, no. It just doesn't work. And I have been playing Arc the Lad Twilight of the Spirits, which is the only Arc the Lad game I have ever played thus far. And... I don't... It seems to be pretty much forgotten now, and I don't think it deserves that. It does some interesting things And yes the story is A mixed bag But on balance it's interesting enough That I'm actually I'm actually uh, Paying attention to what's going on Which is always a plus uh, I, think all, I think that's all of my gaming Except for yeah those Those Marvel Ultimate Alliance games Which I can't talk about right now Because we have so much to say in the near future on those Although I can say that When you use the actual Doctor Doom And not that horrible makeshift Stand-in That should have been killed instantly In the Fantastic Four movies you're, You've are you already got One of the better villains ever created So yeah, I mean, Having him as your villain in the first game Is a good choice The only
0: one that could be better would be Galactus
5: Yeah who actually is in the game, too, and might have been in the sequel if things had gone the way that the game hints. But, you know, what? we'll talk about that next time. And, of course, shocker of shockers, I watched a ton of movies. I know, everyone's floored. I never watch movies, gosh. And I'm going to mention some of them. <laughs> I watched a freaking weird Fellini movie called Juliet of the Spirits. Which feels very much like a 60s movie, and it is! What's that? You don't, you don't know what a 60s movie feels like? It's one of those movies where things just randomly happen and there are weird colors all over the place and people look weird and act weird, and you really feel like you had to have some of the acid that people were taking at the time to make sense of it. Yeah, I, I'm not much of a fan of 60s movies in general. Sorry. Sorry. Hey everybody! Everybody's heard of this movie called Jaws, right?
0: Da-dum. I think so. Dum 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 dum
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's a great Christmas movie. I have found. Yeah. Actually, not really, but I did watch it around Christmas, so I'm going with that.
0: <laughs> okay.
5: <laughs> also, a great Christmas movie, Die Hard. I've for the last six, seven years, I've been watching Die Hard at Christmas, and you know what? It works. There's just something about seeing John McClane save the Nakatomi Plaza from the terrorists that works. It really works. And... Field of Dreams! i would never watched the whole thing in one go. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I take it you are not a fan of Field of Dreams. No,
0: no, no. Just, you know, slip of the tongue there. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> well please elaborate. Mm-mm, no, no. This is your no, no, I'm being good. This is your <laughs> your your moment.
6: Okay. Okay.
5: I will say that Kevin Costner is Kevin Costner in this movie. Playing pretty much the Kevin Costner role, but you know what? He works for this material. He did not work as Robin Hood. He did not work as Jonathan Kent even though he tried. He works here. Uh, yeah, I think people have also heard of this thing called Casablanca. You, you may be familiar with that title. I understand it's pretty obscure. Not many people have heard of it, but those who have seem to regard it well. And I do
0: too. Here's looking at and you. And them. Mike. I
5: know people have seen them. Which is one of the best monster movies of the 50s. I really, really like that movie. It's well acted. It's got an intelligent script. It's tense at all times. And compared to how stupid so many 50s monster movies got, this one, if you can accept that the giant ants do not really look menacing then you're fine. It it does not ask you to swallow some of the abundantly stupid tripe-like in oh, tarantula, or blah. Are
3: you downloading something, big?
5: <laughs> and you know what, since I apparently have more time, Cinema Paradiso should be seen by anyone who loves movies because it loves movies too, and I really enjoyed it the story of a kid who grew up right after the war in Italy helping around the theater and learning that yes that that old nitrate film really is flammable be careful with that stuff or you might just burn the house down and now you know why so many movies are lost forever because the, st- the stupid film strips burned okay I'm done for now
3: Hmm,
0: he's done for now. <laughs> that means I get to talk about lots of stuff, and it's all about me, so yay. <laughs> oh, boy. So, man, I can only tell you, boys and girls, if if you weren't on top of the steam and GOG sales this year, oh my gosh, you have missed out. Uh, by the time this recording gets up, they will all be gone, because it, most of this ends uh, tomorrow um, morning. Even or no, the day after tomorrow morning uh, for Steam, I believe January third. Yeah, for Steam, it's usually when they say January third, it's usually like eleven o'clock in the morning, January third, uh, Mountain Standard Time, give or take. Not not that I'm you know, staying that on top of it or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times, boy. But just so many, so many good sales. I could be here all day just just listing all the great, great sales. But um, hey hey, heard Wizardry six to eight. Yeah, on Steam, on sale. Yeah, everybody rushed down and got that after I showered it with praise. Right?
5: Yeah, I seem to remember that you really like Wizardry 8.
0: Yeah, I think everyone needs to go out and play it, like, right now, because it's awesome.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, but but I'm, st- I'm supposed
5: to finish Agarest, Phil. Yeah, you, you, yeah. That's clearly the more important task than playing a game I would have fun with. All right.
0: How about something a little bit more mainstream? How about all three Mass Effect games, all together, for twenty three dollars? Actually, twenty dollars. Sounds,
5: sounds like a steal. Yeah. Does that include the DLC? Uh,
0: you know, that's the kind of the question I had in my mind now that I done bought it. because um, <laughs> I had like one on Steam, but I didn't have like the whole trilogy. Um and it, let's see here. I just went ahead and bought it, and yeah, that'd be kind of funny. That's the catch, right? All the DLC is is all separate. Let's see. Read more. <laughs> Become heart pounding. The fate of the galaxy. Seventy five hours of content. More than three hundred awards. Key features. Uh, experience amazing rich. Build your own personal officer of the Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect trilogy includes Mass Effect Pinnacle Station and Bring Down the Sky. I don't really know which expansions those are um hmm uh so i couldn't tell you if it includes uh, i maybe it doesn't if it doesn't sit there and say it maybe it doesn't inc- does not include the dlc which the only one i think i'm interested in and listening to everyone talk about everything would be the one with the would be the third one with the the, the additional ending that really kind of really finishes it off because it's we all know the original Mass Effect 3 trilogy left, uh, ending left something to be desired, and it was that re-released or additional DLC. No, that was free. That was free-released anyways. I don't think there was a charge for that DLC, so I'll probably be happy with right, it. Right,
5: because so many people were making such a stink about it that BioWare just decided to cut the losses.
0: Yeah, yeah, Hmm.
5: Uh, and, and thus you learn, people. If you can get enough people to make noise with you, you can get your way.
0: <laughs> and we have taught the internet people well. Um, hmm. Now, now you've done got me all kind of curious about whether. Yeah, it would normally say it, it includes it if it does, but it doesn't say it there. So, so now, now you're messing with my head, Mike. Man,
5: obviously Steam is being pretty cagey on this subject.
0: This is Origin, actually, and that's that's the other thing. Oh, I forgot to mention. That's what I wanted to say. But that's why I wrote it down in the notes is um, Origin is EA's DL service, and there's a few games, Dragon Age and Mass Effect being among them, uh, the big titles among them, that you can only get through Origin, or sometimes you can get them on both, but Origin will sometimes have the best price. Um, so... Yeah, uh, tr- uh Mass Effect you can get one or two on Steam, but you can't get the third one. And chances are you're going to have to activate it anyways through EA and BioWare servers or whatever since EA I believe owns BioWare, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Oh, here it says. On PC, Mass Effect Trilogy will include Bring Down the Sky and Pinnacle Station. Um, For Mass Effect 2, Cerberus Network will be included, which features uh, about five. I'm just not going to read them off. It includes probably all of them, but it's got like five listed here. For Mass Effect 3, Online Pass will be included, granting players access to co op play. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, it sounds like a lot of the uh, DLC for 2 and possibly threes on there. So, go figure. While well,
5: that's tempting, I'm not sure my machine could handle it. No,
0: no, it's, it's definitely going to be... You can get the PS3... Oh, you don't have a PS3. Um, yeah, <laughs> Xbox 3... Oh, wait. Um, the 3DS version. <laughs> well, PS3 didn't have the first Mass Effect. You can, you can get the 3DS version.
5: Oh, yeah, because that, that so exists. Yeah. <laughs> Please, everybody, <laughs> it, show me the 3DS Mass Effect. I will totally try that.
0: Uh, let's see. Will the original Mass Effect 3 be available as a standalone game on the PlayStation 3? Yes, the original Mass Effect will be available as a standalone digital title through the PlayStation Network for $15. It'll be released the same day as the Mass Effect Trilogy on the PS3. So this, when they brought this out, they brought out the first game for the PS3. So you can now experience Mass Effect on your ps3 you probably were able to do this years ago and we're just now figuring this out because we're backtracking we don't spend a lot of time playing the newer game so of course mass effect is not even a newer game anymore so maybe i should get around to playing it
5: mass effect 3 mm, relatively yeah, maybe compared to mass effect 1 oh
0: yeah certainly um so i spent for the holidays um i spent time blowing people up in borderlands 2 I kept getting stuck on this one section where you're forced to drop down, jump down off this bridge to an area where these mutated skag which are like their vicious goblin dogs that spit acid. And there's a there's um there's a badass skag down there and their badass is their term for like elite creatures that tend to be tougher and have more hit points and harder to take down but sometimes you know give you better loot. And that badass skag was earning his title cuz he killed me like 5 or 6 times and you know, Borderlands 2 uses little little um, save points uh, at stations, but every time it resurrects you, it costs you money. Real cute. Um, I lost a lot of money to Badass Skag, let me tell you. And I got pissed, and I put the game away. for. Uh, that was at the beginning of my Christmas vacation. And at the end, I took another crack at it and um, bro- got got him taken care of with the rocket launcher. So so don't be cheap. Just bust out the rocket launcher on Badass Skag. I normally don't like to use the rocket launcher because it's literally... A hundred, hundred and twenty dollars per shot, um, but uh, yeah,
5: that's actually a steal in real life. A rocket launcher would cost you a, hell, a heck of a lot more than that.
0: I'm really cheap with money in Borderlands because uh, it reminds me of another game I've been playing, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Damn, games are so cheap with their money. They don't give me any money. I hate it. They oh, here's an upgrade store, and you could buy these wonderful upgrades for your character only two thousand dollars each. Oh, you only got twelve hundred. Ah it's like I haven't even been buying anything else who sets these prices I mean isn't it based on supply and demand who, who's paying these kinds of prices for these upgrades I, I don't know so yeah um, so still enjoying Borderlands too. and um, so for the flight there and back and stuff I spent some, some quality time with Shimegami Megami it's a Strange Journey that's like my New Year's resolution for 2014 to actually get through that damn game um, so I'm 45, 50, 50 hours in now and uh, there's a boss there on, This is like the next to last dungeon The one that begins hmm. with the letter D And uh, <laughs> Yeah, because it's like A, B, C, D, the last one's E yeah. or, No, this is E, no, this is the E dungeon Because the next one's Firefox, the last one's Firefox Which I'm finally up to And that's the one from hell, from what everyone's told <laughs> me So that's really going to be my real test But on the E dungeon, there's that, that That boss, that final boss there, that snake creature Apparently gives a lot of people problems
1: oh, Ouroboros, yeah, yeah, I think it's annoying Yeah, yeah how the hated hey, did I beat that thing? I can't, I, re- I remember it giving me so much trouble, but.
0: Yeah. Did I
1: have Huang Long at that point? Maybe that's how. You
0: know, he was, he, he, you know, he, he kind of gave me a couple problems the first few times. He has that regeneration factor, but I had read an FAQ yeah. to, you know, to, to get over that by using his weakness and having people of all the same alignment or demons of all the same alignment. That was a pisser mm-hmm. trying to get like three other lawful creatures, you know, created, but uh but that worked out pretty well that, that was no problem I'm like gosh what's people complaining about that that was i mean i would have probably figured that out on my own that that wasn't too hard uh then you go around and uh but you find out that he's really still alive you got to go and beat some little bosses come back and beat him again uh okay come mm-hmm. back and beat him again oh it kicks my ass and then that's the fun. oh end, that's man. the fun <laughs> bird there's what i was waiting for there's the shoe dropping. Uh, and i must have i must have fought him like seven different times got to you know recombine my demons and the problem is he uses i swear he uses curse and uh that other deadly attack and a physical deadly attack and electrical attack and i don't have any armor that's good against all four of those elements it, it, in fact the only best armor i had was good against three but weak against lightning so while he was doing all of his deadly attacks my demons were dying off left and right but damn it that hero kept around as long as he stayed away from lightning attacks um so like the yeah it was like seven times I was ready to just break the game in two. I gave it a break. Um flew back home. I just played on my iPad because it was the only RPG I brought with me. Um and then yesterday, Shirley's cleaning the kitchen, I was standing around the little board, I picked it up again, went went for another run against him, and um he knocked out three of the three demons, but I noticed that when my hero went to because I'm like, okay, I'm done to my hero only, and this is a game of me using my what few consumables I have that can heal all my hit points uh, until I run out of those versus him. Um, and I'm using my fire gun, so I'm at least doing like 100, 120 points of damage against a, what, a 4,000 hit point boss? But I noticed that when I went to uh, aim at him after the other three died, um, oh, the reticule is red. That means he's low on hit points. I might actually pull this one out. So I just kept doing fire gun, and thank God he didn't use them damn lightning attacks. He used one lightning attack the entire time after they died, which brought me to like 200 or 150 hit points. One more lightning attack, probably would have did me in. But uh, but I just kept shooting, thinking the next hit would be hit, the next hit would be hit, and finally the guy went down. Like yay! And she was talking about something important, like the bills or financial status or whatever. I'm like, I beat him, I beat a Rob, whatever his name is. Yay! She's like, what are you talking about? But I beat him while I was talking to him. He's dead. He's got- It's like the eighth time. He's dead. Finally. So now I'm going over to, and what's really funny is the hero was,
5: and you and you had to march how far or how long did it take to get from the save point to the boss? You well, know, that
0: was easier than Borderlands because the save points are really just like <laughs> twenty steps away. You might get one random encounter um, on the way back to the boss, and and thankfully. On his second iteration, he doesn't talk nearly as much. On his first iteration, we <laughs> die to him. He's got, like, this whole speech. He asks you questions about life and death and the meaning of the belly button of the universe. But the second iteration, it's mercifully, oh, my God, you guys are here again. Let me kick your ass. And uh, so, yeah. It just was the fact that I kept dying over and over again. And I really couldn't think of a way outside of cheating. There are, uh, on the on the game facts. there were codes to give you basically the perfect demons to whip his ass. So if you put those codes in Shimmergametense, you can sort of trade demons to your friends by giving them. You you can come up with codes for. Uh, you can look up your demon, pull up a code, give it to your friend. He puts it in, and that makes that demon available for him to buy. And uh, it's expensive doing it that way. But when you've grinded up as much as I have, and you got like six digits of gold lying around, not doing anything. It was tempting. It was tempting. But I almost kind of feel like that's sort of cheating. So I want to beat the game on my terms, which, uh, you know, I tried to meld together the best demons with the best defenses. But again, he's just got so many different weapons that you just can't come up with a with the perfect team. Um, And uh, and so eventually, uh, you know, my demons lasted a few rounds, but eventually somebody would die to expel or to the devastating physical attacks or whatever. You just can't heal them fast enough. There's the healing spells in the game so far just aren't, doing me a ton of favors oh you've healed for 70 after he hit everybody in the group for 180 you heal one person for 70 yay (laughs) so yeah not there with the healing but um got through him without having that so that was really awesome so now i'm out to fire so it was really cool since the final guy or since my hero is the only one who's left alive, he got all the experience and i had already grinded him up to like 47 or so now he's 51 and uh, from that one battle, his bar just kept going and going and going. You know, because it shows the experience bar filling up. It said, ding, you've hit 48. Experience bar filled up again, ding, you hit 49. I just kept going and going. Um, so now I'm on to Firefox, and now I'm creaming everything because I'm way over leveled for it so far. So um, at least for the little onesie, twosie minions. Anywho, so yeah, that's my New Year's resolutions. And now uh, the final dungeon there, from what everyone's told me, is like four times bigger than all the other dungeons so it'll take you a while yeah yeah yeah. so i'm I'm mentally in that mode to where i'm accepting of that fact and uh, we'll see how that goes that's where that's where oh and uh actually there was one other rpg i played i brought uh i bought some uh gog sale items and uh i definitely want to throw this out there there's a game called um arglash now i had never heard of it have y'all heard of it
5: Nope. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah.
0: It's Arc clash Legacy on GeoGeem. It's also on um, Steam, I believe. Um, and I got it on Super Sale. But um, it's regularly like 20 bucks. And if you – you know, we, we talked earlier about the Baldur's Gate games and they use the Infinity Engine. Baldur's Gate wasn't exactly loved for its combat system there was some promise there but since it was built on second edition DD rules and instruction books that were 150 pages thick um it wasn't exactly the 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 combat part wasn't a home run it was the characters and the dialogue and the story that made everybody happy well in in legacy what they've done is they've taken that infinity engine or whatever the hell it was called and they've really honed it to a, a fine glean they reduced it to four characters throughout the D rules, came up with their own rules. You each character has basically got four skills or spells. So there's not five hundred things to go through. The inventory, um you've each character's got four slots, there's no consumables. Um everything you're gonna do in battle you're gonna do with your skills. So a lot of the the tedium of those those games totally and completely gone. When you get into combat it's it's v- it's just like Baldur's Gate. You're gonna hit pause, spacebar to pause. And you're gonna issue commands. You can hold down, I think, the shift or the control key to queue up commands for a character. Um, and you hit spacebar again, and things start unwinding. Uh, it does a better job of showing you where your spells are gonna take off. I think one of the things that made me cranky about Baldur's Gate is so you go to cast a fireball. I don't know where the fireball is gonna hit, and then I don't know, you know, I have to kind of guess how long it's gonna take and where the enemies are gonna move. A lot of that guesswork's taken out in in ArcLash. Most of the spells or abilities. Um, they either uh, affect a race around you and only hurt the enemies um, or they just hop from enemy to enemy like a lightning bolt. Um, those things that can hurt your friends as well as your enemies or whatever are very clearly labeled and you're, you're, it's just easier to deal with um, in this one. So um, it's, got, um, it's got a campaign that you go through just like Baldur's Gate. The story and the characters are okay, not nearly as good um as those uh, those Bioware classics but the, the combat is just so tight you just want to get to the next fight um because with your four characters and each one having skills that complement each other you don't have a lot of breathing room for mistakes the difficulty is pretty well fine-tuned I played the first two chapters and there were some battles that I had you know got my butt kicked a couple of times because I kept going at them a certain way and it's like oh wait no in this battle I need to do this um, for example, one of the bosses buffs himself with a buff that for 15 seconds makes him invulnerable to all damage. Okay, well, that, that's a pisser because he's dealing out major damage, and you don't got a lot of healing in this game. Your, your healing is limited. These battles will not go on forever. So, but wait, oh, I've got this one character, and she can actually take buffs off of enemies and put them on herself. And then... As another bonus, she has another skill which allows her to put whatever buffs on her on somebody else on her party. So I took the buff from the big boss. It took me a couple times to figure this out and to remember that she had that skill because I'm like, you know, damn. Took it off of him. Give it to my frontline tank person. And oh my gosh, the battle was a cheesecake so paying attention to your skills uh paying attention to which the enemies are casting you can pause anytime you can see when the enemies are casting you see which you couldn't really figure out what they were casting in baller's gate uh you're going to know what they're casting here and some of the spells are projectiles um going in a straight line so you can get out of the way too um just paying attention and being aware of what's going on in the battlefield just feels so much more important in this one um and uh, and such so it's pretty cool. Um, I'm really digging it so far. you need to spend more time with it? Oh, and they each have skill trees, so each each of them have four skills. Every level you get a point. You put a point in whatever skill you want, and then at some point each skill branches off. I think after two points they branch off in two different directions so you can make... Like, for example, the rogue has a, a, a technique where he causes his enemy to bleed for 500 points of damage over time. Um you can make that you can go one branch where it makes it crippling and slows the enemy down or whatever or you can go the other branch which allows him to backstab everybody who's close to him area of effect bleed damage awesome so a lot of fun a lot of choices great combat um, definitely if you're into strategy tactical rpgs and uh, such uh, i think you'll like this and if you play Baldur's gate before an Icewind dale you're going to, or Neverwinter Nights, the uh, single player, multi, no, they were multiplayer games too, but the original Bioware, Neverwinter Nights games, um, you're just going to feel super right at home here. So that's my little plug. Go indie developer, Cyanite Studios. Yay. Woo-hoo. They kill you with their games. Yay. Wasteland 2. Too. I, I, I 2. Just, I just noticed on Steam. Um, early access beta purchase on Steam, $60. Holy cow. you me glad I got in as a supporter for 15 bucks on Kickstarter. <laughs> Get a free copy of the game. Holy crap. I wonder if it's going to stay 60 bucks. <sighs> hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively holding my breath about my magic 10, And I only talk about how to Backtrack because while it's a brand new game, it is very much a re-envisioning or revamp or relaunch or reboot of a very classic RPG series that we've talked about numerous times on this show. So Mike Magic X 10 yeah. Legacy. It's a grid-based, turn-based, old-school RPG where you control a party of four. So early access, you can actually buy into early access by buying the game now for $30. Bucks. Um, I'm not that desperate. I will wait and see how the reviews are. Um, but yes if anybody's played that or anyone got an early access and has some thoughts I'd love to hear them so alrighty, righty anything uh, anything else we were thinking of missing or anything along those lines
1: um, take that as a no no <clears throat> the,
5: the, well at least this is a better season for classic releases than it is for new stuff <laughs> December tend to suck for that
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, uh, yeah, let's see here. I know
0: that uh, uh I know in a little bit of uh a little bit of retro gaming RPG news. Fallout 1 and 2 were pulled off of GOG um because the publisher's rights have expired to uh to distribute that. So, but what's interesting is I'm still seeing it for sale on Steam. So, I don't know if Steam has special dispensation or they just haven't gotten around to turning it off.
5: For all we know, Probably know the contract was different for GOG and Steam.
0: Well, I think it's yeah. I don't. Oh, well, yeah. You maybe it has to do with con Yeah. So whatever the reason is, I don't know if it'll still be up by the time this recording is posted. Y'all are listening to it, but if you didn't get Fallout One or Two, it may become very difficult to get those games. You know, in the very near future, it's already pulled off of Steam now. If you already bought it on, I mean on GOG, I mean if you already bought it on GOG, you can redownload whenever you want. But purchasing new copies not happening. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you already have a gift purchase, they said you can still redeem it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Fallout 1 and 2. Yay. Alrighty. Well, RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com. Your source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. So go check it all out, RPGamer.com. As Cassandra mentioned, news articles are up there, and what's cool about our news articles, they are RPG-focused, and they are from people who love RPGs, unlike certain other websites that may or may not be IGN. So you'll want to go and check that out. What what about GameSpot? Mm, You know, I haven't read GameSpot in a while, and I don't know why, because I used to be a big fan, and yeah, I just don't some reason i go to IGN and you can't more. read
5: one up anymore yeah you can't one read up one up is dead yeah. <laughs> huh.
0: I, I don't know anyways uh, you can follow us at uh, facebook.com forward slash rpgamer twitter.com forward slash rpgamer um you can email me jcservant at rpgamer.com or mr minky at albert at hotmail.com write your questions and comments on our boards at rpgamer.com and hit the little forum link that's on left hand side We have a huge archive of shows for you to listen to. Over a hundred for your listening pleasure. Just hit the RPG Backtrack link that's on the left hand side of our front page. Listen to our awesome sister show, the RPG Cast, there as well. It's all at rpgamer.com And I thank all of our guests for being here tonight and helping us through The Legend of Zelda. Mr. Minky, what do you have for us?
5: Um... A reminder apparently to go play a link between worlds which i haven't done yet
0: but i
5: i will bad. i totally will oh, bad Mickey. bad
0: <laughs>
5: um, bad I, bad I, hey hey hush up and hang hey, your head I, in shame
0: i have money i have money now hang it in shame and, and go in a corner and just cry good boy <laughs>
6: The tenant of the tenant of the tenant of the tenant of the tenant